0: Another man done gone from the County
1: Farm. It's Jacks. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had Ex- Malcolm a Ruger. Ex-Malcolm out the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to poking up. They just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Um, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo, smoking an optimal. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. It's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out of long frown, a man hung from a four-pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another uh-huh. gone now, damn Another man done gone Another
0: man done gone From the
1: county farm another shit. George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fucking do what you want to do, so I do what I want to do. Bet you did it the flaws. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told you all of that. About a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track like a fucking thundercat. Plus this mic is bleeding. Roll This shit is a no, no. Rolling in that low, low. Plus I'm from that Baltimore. Need a folk folk smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall. And we so, so silly with the flow. Somebody call the robo. Heard the lames and I swear they so, so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said like I had the rap game and the show huh? car. Never think I got the whole world in a rope. Got to a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy. But I don't know, maybe.
2: Welcome back to the Insanity Check Podcast. It's your host, Chris here.
1: And we are not
2: doing
0: that again. You know, you know what it is? I, can, I keep it, forgetting. Run it back.
2: Well, so the, what, what the problem is I run it off my phone. And so when I do the show, I got to remember to turn off the repeat playlist. Uh, but then when <laughs> I'm in the car, I always have to turn it back on, right? So uh, and since I'm not doing the, sh- the Insanity Check like as often as I used to, now I'm down, down to once a month. I always be forgetting. So it's always one thing I'm forgetting to do. And that was the one thing today. So um <laughs> anyway, uh we are back with this month's Insanity Check podcast. You know, we are doing the last twelve episodes this year. Uh I don't tell you guys when they're coming out in the month, uh each month, but um I decided to kind of randomly throw it in there and bless you guys with an insanity check and here we are. Um uh, I'm being joined by my man all the way from the West Coast. I got Tim People's Critic. What's going on, man?
3: What's up, man? I, I am thankful to be included in this this last group of people, man. It, it's it's
2: great. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. Like I said, I gotta I gotta hit the people that have always been out there supporting me and everything I've been doing. Like we, you were just on and helping us out with um the Black Cutter Round Tables we were doing leading up to the Oscars. Which, by mm-hmm. the way, I, I also want you know we you talk about something we want to talk about. I want to kind of get your thoughts on that a little bit and, and a little bit here. But um, yeah, man, I always gotta get people you know that been that looked out for me on these last twelve. So. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Um, it's gonna be funny because I'm ending this year, but the we'll talk about this later on. But like the way politics is going, <laughs> it's
0: just it's gonna keep calling back.
2: There's gonna, gonna be some crazy shit that's happened, like just in the last month between um, the last insanity check and this insanity check. All the shit that's happened, like there's just so much stuff. It's it's so yeah.
3: Much. If uh, Bloomberg pays you to keep the insanity check going, I'll know. Hey, Sorry, listen, Mike Bloomberg listen,
2: we definitely have a, a Mike Bloomberg section. Uh, but I, I'm just going to say, uh, hey, dog, $2,500 a month? Hey, man, look. Mike can That's get it done. Right. <laughs> Mike can get it done. I I mm-hmm. am not saying I can vote for him. I'm not saying w- see, here's the here's the thing that people don't understand. Is like when they say the slogan is Mike can get it done, they're not saying what he can get done. Are you talking about racism no. and stopping frisking yeah. black people? Then yeah, he can get that shit done. <laughs> Pay me my twenty five hundred dollars. Like it's well, like you just gotta be I'm just man. saying, you know, you know, nobody said you gotta say what he can get done. Yeah, that's all I got to say? Shit. For $2,500, is <laughs> a tweet that says Mike can get it done? <laughs> Shit, Negro. Uh. <laughs> Man. People, I see people, and we'll talk about this later on, but like, I see people going like, oh, these people are selling out do this." I'm like, nigga, for that kind of money for twenty five dollars a month, I'd sell out too. Shit. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Twenty five dollars a month. Last, last election for free. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> you right. Might as oh, well get paid for it because... You go shell for somebody? Come on, man! Like, come on, let's keep it real. So it don't mean you're gonna vote for
2: him, <laughs> right? I ain't saying I'm gonna. Like, I saw somebody do that. They were like, yeah, yeah, I signed up. I just told people when I make calls, I just tell them not to vote for Bloomberg. I'm like, yo, that's smart, yo, that's smart. I wouldn't be on. I wouldn't. Yes. I wouldn't say until after the check cleared. But that's yeah. smart. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, man. This, uh, but a lot of stuff has happened. Um, like I said, the last time we we uh, I was talking to you. Uh we were talking about the Black Critic Round Table where we were kind of giving our predictions for um the Oscars. And as always, I didn't watch because that shit is on for way too late. Um mm-hmm. but sure. I am happy that Parasite won. I, I that am is, happy it won. I, I am surprised and yes. happily surprised but um, I'm very happy that Parasite won. Um, it's one of those things that it's a super white year, and there was the, there was a lot of you know go and listen to uh, go to movie trailer reviews on uh, the movie trailer reviews podcast and listen to us talk about that. But it was not a good selection, uh, I think, for 2019 movies uh, in, in the Oscar selection. But I think that uh, for the most part, everybody who won, I I can see those wins.
3: Except for Renee Zellweger winning for Judy, I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. coming. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> know what? Rose like, all that. Rose like, all that. Whoa.
2: Rose all that. So I got to give Rose shout out. Yeah, she was like, no, yeah, she I think did, Ro, she yeah, Rose Ro called Renee Zollinger winning uh winning that. So um but yeah, so overall, man, I just say the the people that sh- you know shouldn't even be nominated uh, <laughs> uh didn't win uh their stuff. So I appreciate that. So um but um how about you? What did you did you actually even watch it?
3: Yeah, I watch. It. I watch it every year. I watch it. I I, I can't help but watch it like you know sometimes i want i'm watching more intently Mm -hmm. this year i was like i was watching and i i really thought 1917 was going to clean up because it Mm -hmm. felt like such an oscar pick of a film Mm -hmm. um but it didn't like it didn't really dominate the way i thought it would and parasite kind of came through which was a big surprise for me because usually films like parasite they'll they'll get relegated to international film or foreign film
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and then that's it but it had had some steam, you know, best director, and then, you know, it wins best picture. And I think as a consensus, except for our president, mm-hmm. most people believe it's a great movie. And well, so first of all, first of all, first we're, of we're all like all. surprised. We're like, oh, yeah, it was really good.
0: Well, first
2: I of all, it, you have to understand about Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of people are going with the racism act with, with John, Donald Trump, with their, which I am not trying to say that. I'm not here to defend Donald Trump. I'm not trying to say that he is not racist for a reason why he, he's ragging on Parasite winning at the Oscars, right? You also understand, Donald Trump is also kinda of like um Floyd Mayweather, the motherfucker can't read. So <laughs> Parasite is in subtitles, so I can kinda of understand why he would be a little bit, you know, against Parasite winning because he can't read. So right. there is yeah. that. So I just want to say that it might not just be the racism, it also might be the fact that he's just mm, illiterate. So Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was surprised though. It's you know, it's it's rare that a mm-hmm. movie like that that sort of the people sort of, you know, unanimously unanimously enjoy mm-hmm. uh, kind of wins, and wins a big one, and wins in a category that's that has some very Oscar baity movies in them. So yeah, yeah, I was I was happy for them, and, and happy it won.
0: Yeah,
2: we'll and see we, what it, next year looks like. Right, and we talked about this. I mean, one of the things I can't remember when. I can't remember if it was the pre. I think it was before the previous show. Cause I know we were talking about with Joy when we were talking about how you know. You know, Neon went all in on Parasite in, in terms mm-hmm. of its its Oscar push for it, and that kind of did leave some other films that were from Neon that were actually pretty good and could have gotten an Oscar push as well. Um, and so, to me, it it kind of pays off. And I also feel the it it feels good to me that it wasn't out of all the films Neon did that they didn't they they at least focused on something like Parasite, and it wasn't like just your typical you know white director or white film you know that could have yeah. they could have been pushed. And 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 so. I think that's good, and I hope that Neon does. You know, ne- Neon's another one of those studios, like A twenty four. That's these small studios that push out some really good things in a year. Um, mm-hmm. And so, if if you like Parasite, obviously go in, and check out uh, Moribongs Films, but check out Neon. Neon has a lot of good things like that. When you mm-hmm. see Neon putting some stuff out, I mean, they had a they had a really good stuff. Wasn't um, was Waves Neon? No, no, was A24. A- Waves was uh, A24. A twenty four. Waves A twenty four. Loose was neon. Loose, loose was neon. There you go. So loose yeah,
3: neon. Uh, Portrait of Lady on Fire mm-hmm. with neon. And that one, uh, Clemency was was neon. Yep, was neon. Yeah,
2: neon has neon. Has some neon has some some bangers every year. So that's really good. Like I said, you know, I I'm just getting too old. I can't stay up. I'm getting washed. So I can't. I can't say i can't late for That's the Oscars fair, man. Yeah, it's, just, it's,
3: it's a long. It's a long show. It's a long for me, and I'm on the West Coast. It's yeah. long for me too.
2: Well, you know, and I think it was like the so the first again. It's been a month since the last insanity check. So when I had Justin. And I was talking about uh, you know I was been wearing my Fitbit to sleep to get better and seeing how t- trash my, my sleep is. So I've been trying to get to bed earlier, and I have been. So I've been getting bed, better sleep. And, I and you know, my, my uh, Fitbit basically kind of started ratting on me. It was like, yo, your sleep patterns are terrible. So I've been getting a little <laughs> bit better sleep. So I've gone from four to five hours of sleep to six to seven. So it's, it's been an improvement. So are you feeling better? Yeah, actually, I am, you know, trying to go to bed a little bit earlier because I'm also getting up early. Like That was a problem. I was like, I was getting three to four hours of sleep and then waking up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and then trying to go work out. And yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't able to keep that pace up. So now I was like, I'm going to bed a little bit earlier, getting five and a half to seven hours of sleep and then being able to wake up and go you know, to the gym. So yeah, I feel better because I'm able to lose weight. I'm able to get back into my training. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a good thing. How, how are the workouts going? Oh, they're going great. Cause again, I'm, I'm not like super tired <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's like I now have a pattern too. That's the other thing too. You know, you start having a pattern again. That's the hardest thing about starting working up again, right? Is and you haven't done it consistently in a while, or even when you start doing it, you kind of fall off. So I've been I've been doing pretty good about five days a week. Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah. So I've, I've gotten to be if before I was doing like three, but it was like kind of sometimes I show up and it'd be like a half a day at the gym, like not even like a half a day, but like. Be one of those days where you go to the gym and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna work out, and you're like, you know what, though, I'm gonna walk on the treadmill. And yeah, maybe... you're not fully invested. you not fully invested. Im- yeah, so now I'm trying to actually, you know, I make sure I get in. I do like 45 minutes, and I make sure I keep it certain level of intensity. Get in, and get out, and you know, and keep it going. So, so it's all been going pretty good. You know, that couple of actually getting some sleep. Who knew sleep was uh-uh. necessary? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, I, I tried this this
3: Sterling K Brown workout I found on mm. Men's Health. And It almost killed me, mm. so I'm gonna keep trying it. <laughs> but man, I went through it the other day, and I was like, "Yo, this is a lot, bro."
2: Yeah, like. that's the other thing too. It's like you gotta find, you gotta find, you gotta find a workout plan. That's the other thing too. Finding a workout plan, because to me, like everybody knows, I used to train Muay Thai stuff like that, and just because I'm so waiting for this house to get finish which hopefully we'll be done in the next month or two. Hey. You know, um, because I'm 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 not you know around where I used to be Yeah, I, I'm not doing that. And I hate I actually hate working at the gym. So like I've never been the kind of person when I get into shape to be a gym person like that. So I gotta I have to have somebody to go I need I need a program, right? But I also don't want to mm-hmm. pay for a personal trainer. Cause I also don't like mm-hmm. I don't like that shit. So it's like I had to find, you know, like you said, you know, men's health. Find some kind of thing that had like a program. So right now I got a program that's like 90 days. So I'm following through that. And that's what's keeping me at my five days a week. It has different exercises. I can put this up together. I'm not trying to make it up as I go along. Cause that's the thing too. You trying to make it up as you go along. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then at the times sometimes you're just like, all right, that last set was pretty bad. I'm gonna end it right there. Right. And so right. if you just make it up yourself, you can kind of end it or you can go as hard or as light as you want to. So mm. I'm trying to do that, right? So I need I need something in between, you know, making it myself or God. Those Peloton ads are like annoying as fuck. <laughs> like, they are.
3: Like I want to go one for my sister though, because I think she would actually use it.
2: I just, you know what it is, man? Cause I hear it when I'm, when I'm at the gym. Like it's like those spinning classes, man. I just can't go with somebody yelling at me, yo. No, I'm not I, here I for that. I, I just in that, in that like,
0: environment.
2: Like, like, bro. I'm paying you to be here like this is not this is not a boot camp like i always see people going like we're doing boot camp i'm like "Mm, it's not boot camp if i'm paying you right that's i have a i have a problem with that it's one thing when i have like boot camp means i can't leave so it's not a i know right yeah voluntary boot camp doesn't work well for me so i don't know about that so but um yeah man everything's going going good with that so yeah trying to trying to trying to trying to get healthy trying. Like, yeah, um, as you get
3: older, man, it, it, it it's, it's tougher but it has to be a priority. Right. That's the other thing like, too. It's
2: like yo that's the nigga, I'm getting old The catch twenty two. It's <laughs>
3: harder, but like you gotta do it.
2: <laughs> right, you're like nigga you're getting old. You actually gotta you gotta eat right. You actually gotta take care of yourself. Oh. That's no, that no, actually look, man, I, that's actually the bigger thing. The bigger thing yeah. I've been doing is every Sunday, either Saturday or Sunday, probably not gonna do the day 'cause I'm tired. But every Saturday or Sunday I basically make my food for the week. So I got those little meal prep containers and oh. I just I just make enough food so I can put it in there and I and, and, and the key was, and this was the key, I figured out how to freeze my breakfast. So I make enough breakfast for the entire week. So I've been making, like, little breakfast sandwiches. I think this mm-hmm. week I'm going to do uh, breakfast burritos. So I just make them, and I wrap them up and throw them in the freezer. And so when I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go out, I can just grab, grab one. one of those from a protein shake. And then, like, you know, after I, after I get done with my workout, I can just pop them in the uh, and the microwave at work, and I can eat it. So it's like I'm no longer, you know, one. I'm, well, I'm saving money because I'm also not like buying Bruh, all the junk food. Bro,
3: you save so much money, meal prepping. Dude,
2: I, <laughs> I, I started adding it up, right? Because this is the thing, right? I know we're rambling, but this is what this handshake is, folks. So just, just, just bear with me. Um, so like, people, so everybody at my job, everybody on my team, for the most part, has kids. Like, I think mm-hmm. like there's three of us that don't have kids. Actually yeah, three of us actually shit. Now I think about it. Oh, only three of us don't have kids. I have, like a team of ten. So, um and um you know, people always like, yo, know, it's when you don't have kids and you're and, and you're stable enough with your job and stuff like that, like you budget, but you don't really have to like budget, right? So you can like you put your money aside, you do this stuff I and mean, you're you're good. But you don't have to think about things like, you know, you don't have to like plan for the future for your kid or anything like that, right? But so you don't sometimes realize how much money you spend on frivolous things like mm-hmm. food. So, man, I I doing the calculations, I was like, let me see how much of this money I'm actually spending on food. And I was like, because like when I go get a breakfast sandwich at the, at the deli next door, it's only like $10. And I was like, but that's like, I do that every day. That's 50 bucks. Shit, I'm just spending, I'm spending $200 a month just on these fucking breakfast sandwiches i'm like uh, holy shit like it starts and it starts just adding up all the little things you start doing because again it's like it's one of the the things of living in this kind of castle society we have with the you know apple pay and your credit your, your debit cards and everything comes right out you don't see it right you don't have to actually pull right. the cash out and do it man i started doing the calculation on that i was like bro i was spending like 300 to 400 a month on stuff i really didn't need so the last couple of months, I've just been like, let me see what'll happen if I just kind of buy all the stuff up front, meal prep it, and when I need to kind of fill in some gaps, like maybe I need to go grab some 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 fresh fruit or some fresh vegetables for that week or something like that. How the difference is, man, it makes such a big difference. Last month when I when I looked at my my uh, my spending, I was like, yeah, I need to, yeah, this is so it's been saving you spent my like
3: a quarter of what you were spending before, right,
2: dude. It's ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> okay, I get it, and and and. If you if you plan it right, you're not actually spending. You don't have to do a whole lot. Like people think meal prepping the thing like hours, bruh. It no. takes at most I can do everything I need to do in an hour, like I'm, it, dude, I it,
3: yeah. If that, bro. Yeah. Like I I started meal prepping using my crock pot. Oh, it's dude, the best thing ever, bro. Like yeah. I, I'm trying something this weekend. i and and if anyone's wondering, like. Meal prepping stuff. Pinterest is great for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you go on Pinterest and I just find a bunch of recipes. But I I found this crock pot recipe about, and it's like it's like chicken, potatoes, and green beans.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it just sits in your crock pot for like five hours. It's super. The prep time's like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And you put in your crock pot for five hours. You pull it out, and you have got
2: lunch for the week. Dude, I did uh, a chicken vegetable soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made so much. I doubled the recipe. Made so much. I could actually. I froze half of it. So I ate chicken and vegetable soup for one week and then like after I had something else the week after that. And then the week after that, I pulled it out of the freezer and I had it for a week. So I had two weeks of, of, of soup right there. That's lunch. Last week I did a, a jambalaya in the, um in the, in the crock pot. So I had mm-hmm. that and I still got some of that stuff left over. Um, When I do the breakfast, what I do is I just, when I'm making breakfast for the, for, for like, let's say Sunday morning, I make breakfast for Sunday morning. I just make sure I make enough and I just roll the rest of the stuff up. So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't add any on to your, your prep time. You already, have to, you already have to make it, right? So you just make a little bit yeah. more, wrap it up. Um, and then, like, I've been doing a lot of just roasting vegetables. So I'll roast, like, either like, green beans or Brussels sprouts. And that's so easy because you, you, know, you don't even – you can buy them already cut. So all you got to do is throw them onto a, a pan, season them real quick, throw them in the oven, and sit there, and then you just divvy it out. So it's like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take as long as I thought it was going to take um and i've gotten to that pattern so and it's been so easy because now again i'm not eating junk so when i even when i come yeah. home and i'm tired i can go right in pull it right pull the container right out of the refrigerator throw it into the microwave and i have dinner and it's already made am i eating junk food am i having to go and order something from because listen <laughs> between <laughs> between the little breakfast in the morning from work or ordering something from uh Uber Eats. Cause listen, you mm. order something that's normally nine ninety nine at Uber Eats, you're still paying twenty dollars. That, deli- $20. that yeah.
3: delivery fee will kill you. <laughs> right, For, <laughs> man, you are not lying, bro. <laughs> no, I know I'm washed and I'm old. I spent twenty minutes at Target yesterday trying to find the, the right vegetable chopper. Mm. hmm Like I was like in the aisle, like like, oh man what if I use this and, and do I want the electric one? And I was like, yo, I'm old, bro. I had a moment of like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine 10 years ago if you told me you're going to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out the right vegetable chopper to buy for your mm-hmm. meal
0: prep.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean. But, yeah, this is where I'm at. It, 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 yo, know, folks on my Facebook, they saw when I was posted yesterday, I was like. I know I shouldn't be really excited about this, but uh I'm really excited. They put my faucet in front of for the, for, the, for uh, my kitchen faucet in. Like I have this really mm-hmm. nice kitchen faucet for the house. I was really cause they haven't put they hadn't put it in. I've been waiting like a week for them to put that shit in. I was like, they finally put the faucet in. I cannot wait. And I'm like My <laughs> God, this is like the this is like this is this is an old person thing,
3: yo. This is ridiculous. Like. Oh, it's for sure an old person thing. Yep. Yeah. So
2: um all right, moving on. Uh, let's say we was talking about movies. You, you you brought this up. You want to talk about this a little bit. Um, Birds of Prey and box of prey. office. Yeah. You said what? You want to talk about his box office?
3: Yeah. It's, it, well, I mean, the box office is fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, so it started yesterday. Well, let me take you way back, Chris. Months ago, I think I told you this. I was having a conversation with my friend who's, he's such a, I love Dre because he has such a pure heart he had fell down this youtube rabbit hole with all of these weird youtubers Mm. complaining about mostly movies with women in them and and how they're bad he was like man people don't like these movies i was like take what these dudes are saying with a grain of salt because it's all content for them right Mm -hmm. so this one dude had a video i saw the other day it was like birds of prey bombs at the box office and i was like i don't think it bombed like it maybe didn't kill but I don't think it bombed, So I go look up the numbers. Didn't bomb. Like, you know what? Bomb. Doolittle bombed at the box office. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a bomb. Uh, Birds of Prey did okay. You know what I mean? And it may not be what DC and Warner Brothers hope for, but it didn't bomb. And so I click on this dude's YouTube page, and he has like eight videos about Birds of Prey. Eight. At least 25 minutes each how it's SJWs, how woke whatever killed Birds of Prey, how uh, feminists b- killed Birds of Prey. And just – so eight videos. And I was telling my friend, I was like, look, bro, like, <laughs> these dudes just want content for their pages. I don't know if they believe half the stuff that they say, but they know it's going to get clicks and it's going to get rage clicks. So they put it out there, bro. It's not – none of it's real. And so you see these very outrageous comments about the ways – We've seen it with Birds of Prey. We've seen it with uh Star Wars. We've seen it mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel, of course. And none of it's, it's all sort of artificial. None of it's really manufactured. You get people who still complain about Brie Larson as if she's somehow no longer going to be Captain Marvel because they don't like her, or Disney's looking to replace Brie Larson. Yeah, I've been Marvel. seeing.
2: I've been. I've been seeing that that come around. Like I I haven't been on YouTube as much anymore because I'm not making YouTube videos for for the movies right now since I again I'm not in my studio, um, but I'm also kind of glad I'm not because it's like it's gotten me away from that and same thing it's just in general. So and I and I know a lot of people you know hear me talk about the bird to prey stuff and my thing was like I hate I hate the way WB in the market women. Led films and and female directors like I think they do a yes. terrible job on that, but outside yeah. of that, I was like, so outside of that, take that away. It's like, like you, you're absolutely right. All these dudes who are complaining, saying like there was there's a whole thing going around now about how they purposely made Harley uh, uh, Margot Robbie look homie or something like that and not sexy enough, and that's why it. Like it's it's all this ridiculous stuff that doesn't make any sense, and it's just it's so it's blatantly wrong right but this is the this is the part we've reached this part on the internet where people are realized that trolling pays oh yeah for sure trolling pays and there's no there's no downside to trolling right and so you can make a bunch of these terrible um, terrible youtube videos and make things up that don't make sense They have nothing like, you know you can start the rumor that you know, Brie Larson, you know, Marvel's upset with Brie Larson and they're going gonna to replace her and and, and and that using using some stuff that's real, like the fact that they've replaced the directors for Captain Marvel 2. They're not bringing them back. They're some other people back. And so now they're like, oh, well, they're going to give – I saw somebody frame it as they're trying to give Brie Larson all the help she can get. I'm like, she doesn't need – what do you
3: – Doesn't need about? it. The, the movie not? made a billion dollars. What
2: are we what talking are you, about?
3: She didn't – what do you – Like, like why, what, what other benchmark are we using? Somebody it made came a billion in. Billion yeah, yeah so, they were so like, what's, oh, "What's the other benchmark?"
2: Somebody came in. And was like, oh well, it didn't do that well domestically. I'm like, it made four hundred twenty-five million dollars domestically. Like that's better than it's better than Sazam's entire box office run. It's probably going to be better than the entire run of Birds of Prey. Like that's people would kill for four hundred twenty-seven million dollars global, right? Globally, global, global. <laughs> <laughs> that move, that movie, Captain uh, Marvel made that. Domestically, all right, and then went over to a billion dollars. Like, what are you talking about? I like, I don't understand this. And like you said, it comes down to just a bunch of people being trolls. But I've also realized this too. And and this is a larger conversation, and kind of goes into some of the stuff that we'll talk later on in politics. Is man, some of people are just miserable. Yeah, and this for is sure. their this is their way of feeling important. to think about it. If you if in your normal day to day life. Nobody talks to you, but you get a million views off a YouTube video. You're somebody. At least in your head. Right. It, it starts to become an identity for you. Yeah. Yeah. It it it's a it's a it's it's one of those things that's turned is is very dangerous at this point. Um it's very dangerous because um there's no I don't know how we I don't know how we pull it back all of these you know all these tech companies they have yeah. made their money off of engagement right and we talked I've talked about this before like youtube's whole thing is engagement and so they promote videos that drive engagement but what drives engagement the most can be being a troll and and 100%. And, and getting a negative attention there's no incentive against it you're actually incentivized to do it because it's gotten people to, like, you say something negative, you'll get people. It's like when I, I, I figured that out myself. When I was, you do the, the video, wouldn't I wouldn't go negative. I don't want to go trolly, but I would troll the trolls, right? So I'd make comments to basically attack the anti saw people and piss them off, knowing that they would come in and they would comment on the video, and that would drive up my, my views. And I would see that, you know? And I'm like, yo, that's a terrible, I mean, Again, I I saw that, but I was like, in order for me to keep this going, I'd have to continually kind of play this anti-troll game with the trolls, and I'm like, that's draining. And you know, we've it seen is. this before about how you know, thinking about social media influencers and their mental health and how it. Um, some of you, I think one of the it was that one story that one dude that committed suicide and things like that. It's like because there's no when you're at. When you're at, like, my job, right, my job has, uh, I just signed up for this thing we're doing at work where there's this whole thing where they, they do wellness, right? They, they care about your, your health. They, you know, they're doing a little uh, challenge now where, hey, get 300,000 steps in, like, a month, and then we'll give you $150 into your health savings account and stuff like that. Like, they have all these kind of incentives. They, take, they, they, they talk about openly about, you know, going to therapy and doing this kind of stuff and just, like, your mental, they, they run checks for your mental health and your mental awareness and talk about things like that. When you're an influencer, there's nobody who does that for you. Like, YouTube's right. not gonna do that for you. YouTube's not setting up that up to make sure you're taking care of that. You know, Twitter's definitely not. They're not checking in on you and making sure that you're, they're not trying to protect you from the trolls that come in that can hound you and stuff like that. They can do any of that. So, like, how do you, who do you turn to when your whole, the entire time you're, you're, you're built to be on, right? That's all these people are. They 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 have this one thing. So like you said, they'll go out there and they'll make eight videos about *Birds of Prey*, and I'm like, dude, did it really revolve? Did it really need to make eight videos about *Birds of Prey*? You know In what's a week. funny?
3: You know you know when I first noticed this, and this was pre sort of the internet as we know it now with all these tech companies, was with with sports media, right? You got Stephen mm-hmm. A. Sp- of the world and uh, and you know, uh, Skip Bayless and um, you know the Whitlocks of the world who find these weird targets, right, LeBron, whoever, Kobe, that they just laser in on, and that becomes content for them. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take any argument about any sports thing and somehow twist a narrative about, you know, f- fill in said player, and they'll do an hour of sports television on it. Then, And the thing is, <clears throat> you can you can go out and you can say, sources have told me, LeBron is unhappy with the Lakers and is considering leaving in 2021 if they don't win a championship. And I can do a week on this content. And if it's not true, I never have to retract it. I never have to come on TV and be like, yo, I was wrong. Or that was all I was full of shit for two for a week. It doesn't matter. The truth doesn't I can just sidestep it and pretend that it's something else. Or say my sources got it wrong. Um and I think that's when I first started to notice it was these guys would just take these Bizarre stances and these weird platforms, and you know, and they're they're getting people who will click on these videos because they're upset, or they share them because they're upset. Look at this clown, and they're, you know, they're quote retweet them and try to dunk on them, but it's all content for them and it's all engagement for them. They don't really care because they'll never have to back down and say they were wrong about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, and you're right. I mean, that's what that's what we do now. So now everything's my sources. Who are your sources? Oh, well, I'm a journal. You're not a journalist though, so you're claiming I, I, like, anybody. I know can- someone
3: in the industry. Right.
2: I know someone close to the project.
3: Right. I know a guy who worked with somebody. It's all very vague, mm-hmm. but.
2: And you know not yeah, You know have to prove it, that. but that's that, but that's you that, that, you that, 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 but that's the thing, right? Nobody has to prove it. it's like like I, I brought this up a long time ago. It was that um, the the what's behind the behind the trailer chick Grace Randolph. Like she did that oh, one. God. She did that one big thing where she's a little racist, a little hail Hitler motherfucker. Like I hate her so much. She's so fucking terrible. She's the one that complained about uh, them race bending the the, the dogs in um, <laughs> Lady and the in Lady in the Tramp. I'm like <laughs> it's a fucking. First of all, it's a movie from the 60s and it's like they're animated dogs you can't race bend dogs what the fuck are you talking about so anyway she did that whole thing where she was trying to make it seem like um she was privy to this big meeting that they had at lucas films where they were going to get rid of kathleen kennedy and they had all her social disorder they had all these people on the phone and they were talking to themselves and i was like and i, and I just as somebody who again we we are critics we we work in these circles we know how this stuff works i'm like none of that that's not how that works
3: that's not how that works. That's and they're not after contract. Right. Literally. Well and
2: this was before that was so this is actually before they ripped the contract, right? So right. it was like, um no, that's not how it works. And and there were certain things I would catch when she would go like she would go and be like, Yeah, I was brought out to see this movie for the first time and I was like, No, you weren't. Like that was the public screening that we all went to. Like it would be like a movie, and I'd be like, she'd be like, yeah, I got to see this movie for the first time before anybody else got to see it. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, but like that Tuesday, it was that was the Tuesday that everybody, all the critics and all, if you got if you got the little the little paper uh, the little GoFobo like free passes, like everybody got to see the movie the same time you did. Like you're not getting right. brought out. Like she makes it seem like she gets brought out to the studio lot to see the movie before anybody else sees, and I'm like. You don't, And it got to the point where I'm like, I don't even think she's, she's even recognized as press like we are. And mm-hmm. that she just goes, she gets access to the public screener things. Like, do you have to stand in line and get the paper and stuff like that? Because I'm like, there's some movies she doesn't review. And then there's some screenings that I'm like, oh, you didn't get the press screener. You got the public screener. And I'm like, oh, you're not even, oh. And it's like, when you're there, you kind of yeah, see, you, you like we can see behind the veneer. It was like, oh, you're making shit up. But you got to think about it. To yeah, other people, but to much. other people, but you got think you're about it. Other, Right? But to other people, they don't know. Right? They don't know because you're, you're you're you expect somebody who has that. We've gotten to the point where if you have a lot of followers, or a lot of views, people expect that to be truthful. That you that somehow gives you some kind of authority, and that's just not true. And I think that's yeah, and also one, it's it's a whole world that if you're not in it,
3: you really don't know much about. Right. Like, you don't really know how this works. Like if you're not in it. And when my right. friends who
2: come with me, see like, oh, this is what happens. I'm
3: like, yeah, right. It's not sexy, like, oh, oh, right? You're okay.
2: like, right? They'll be like, wait, so it's not sexy? It's not like no, it's yeah, not. It's, like, it's pretty underwhelming, like, right? Yo, like, yeah. Listen, round tables are not sexy at all, guys. They're they're yeah. really not. To like, be fair, sometimes <laughs> it's really
3: cool shit. Like, yo, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like, we did this whole interview in on in top of the space the top of Space Needle for Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. That was dope. Like, so, yeah. every now and then, it's really some fly shit you get to do. Right. But for the most part, it's pretty mundane. Right? It's a job for the for the for all the reps who do it, it's a job for them. They're like, "Bam, yeah. I'm just trying to. Get, I got right. eight hours here. I'm trying to get this screening done, right. get these quotes off to the studio, and go and get home."
2: Like right? you, you, you know, you know, it's a job. You know, you know, it's a job. You know, it's right re- when I remember when um we uh Brandon was trying to get the the it was like I think it was either the rooftop or the boat um. Uh, it was the um, photo shoot for for The Walking Dead. One, I think he was like, yeah, has too much of work. I'm not doing." And there were other photographers going, "Like, yeah, I'm not going to even do that." Like when you like you hear other people here going, "Like, you turned down a photo shoot with the cast of The Walking Dead and all." This. What do you mean? And they're like, "Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not feeling it." Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know it's work, like? bro. Because like, it's, it's work, and it's not. It's not It's not as sexy as, as these people on YouTube make it seem like. No. And that's how I know that sometimes when I hear them talk about it, I'm like. Oh, you're not really there because if you were there, you wouldn't spend all this time making this shit up. I also know that when you do things like that and you make things up, um, reps are not going to be happy with you.
3: They're and- not. You know what's funny? <laughs> it, there's, there's, And you probably see it in your critics group, too. There's this weird elitist vibe that some people have about the ways in which they, they move, which I could care less. I'm just a dude who loves movies, and mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have this opportunity. And so I'm fine with whatever comes my way. I'm happy for it. But there's a way, like we have our, sometimes we have screenings in the afternoons or in the daytime. And depending on the studio, sometimes these screenings are super early.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Sometimes it can be a month early. Sometimes it can be three weeks before the movie opens. And there's a way I could frame that to make it sound like I had some special treatment.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? Without, you know, people do stuff like, because, you know, as you know, there's embargoes, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And they'll say, hey, this movie's embargoed to whatever you can't post for review and then you know for the bigger ones they'll be like hey don't talk about this on social media right but some of our critics like have to find a way to talk about it i'm like just don't you don't have to, say, you don't have to talk about it you don't have to say i saw a big movie today in a theater <laughs> you don't have to do it you could just not say anything right you know yeah. you don't have to bring up that you saw a movie today you can just Wait till the embargo's up and talk about it. Like, but it's just weird. But even for them, it's content. I'm not shaming any of my crit- fellow critics who do it, but for them, it's content. It's mm-hmm. I get to say I saw something before everybody else, and I, and everyone gets to engage with me and wonder what I saw and ask questions and DM me privately and try to figure out what movie I saw and then, you know. And most of the time, people in the world kind of have an idea of what big movie it is. Like, oh, you went and saw Black Widow.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? It's just it's a weird space sometimes. I'm just like, yo, I don't like moving in that space i don't like that kind of energy i try to avoid it as much as possible but man there are people who actively engage in it and it becomes sort of you know much like these youtubers their identity
2: yeah it's, um, it, 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 you're selling that it's the you have to differentiate yourself and that's the other thing too that makes it so hard you have to differentiate yourself from other especially on the youtube thing right what makes you what makes people come to you versus everybody else and people think right. that it's the negativity and it's this idea that you're offering something so much different because if, again, if everybody's saying the same thing, why are they coming to you versus everybody else? So it's yeah, right. It's just a yeah, it's such a weird thing, man.
3: Yeah, I'll never forget when when Rod and Karen were here for PodCon. We had breakfast, and Rod. I'm I am paraphrasing what he said, but essentially, like he he recognized that people enjoy their show because they feel like they kind of know them on some level. In a very genuine way and that brings people Back to their show and I'll never forget That conversation I was like yeah he's right like You don't have to hang your hat on a bunch of Like bullshit or like Vagueness or weird Things you can just be yourself be genuine And the people who are going to come to you and be Attracted to
2: your work will be And that's it You would think you would think Um kind of related to this But speaking of you know Um Something that's, that I don't think... I, I just saw this yesterday, and I'm like, this this is a bad idea. It's not going to make influencers and influence culture and anything else better. Patreon will now give cre- uh, credit, uh, creators cash advances on their subscription money. Uh, people are going to be in debt. Are you kidding me?
3: <laughs> Patreon... I imagine the- that trying to floss for, for your... For your st- listen. <laughs> this is a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> There are people who would use it to buy equipment and lighting and studio stuff to actually do good YouTube videos But there will be people who will be buying stuff to flex for their youtubers or their podcast or whatever and Go into debt Which is probably gonna be most people
2: Patreon the site creators love because it helps them make money off of their work has started a program called patreon capital which creates micro loans to creators Essentially, a cash advance. You, it's a payday loan, guys. This is this is called a payday loan. All right, this is a yeah, payday. It's a payday, loan, this is a payday bro. loan. What are we doing? We are all the way. We have payday loans have now officially hit social media. Um, it's essentially a cash advance. You get money now in exchange for some of your future earnings plus a small premium.
3: Plus a small premium. A small. They called it a premium, not a small
2: charge. It's 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 called an interest rate. All right,
0: it's called an interest rate. <laughs>
2: It's different from patreon's usual business which is which is enabling direct subscriptions to people who work you like then taking a cut off the top but it'll diversify the company's revenue which makes patreon more sustainable business um, a, a patreon creators historical performance as far as subscribers of revenue go uh, is definitely more transparent than a credit report as uh, let's see okay, I'm Wait, so the newsletter came in. It's like, given their history in positioning as a creator platform, Patreon believes that they're in better position than banks to provide uh, creators with business support they need. After all, Patreon has access to all the data about a uh, creator's earnings history and what they offer as benefits and how much they engage with their patrons. Everything needed to forecast their earnings and retention without a creditor even needing to submit an application. This will essentially be impossible for a bank to replicate. Uh. Wow.
3: That's a terrible idea. I, I hope no one does it, but I know someone is going to be desperate enough
2: to try it. Like the, the the what makes it even more terrible is that there is some truth in that, right? Like, if they use the if they're using the um the history of what somebody's done with their um with their patrons, yeah, you can kind of do this. So If I'm only getting three hundred subscribers. You know, I'm only getting three hundred dollars a month. Maybe I can get an advance over the three hundred dollars. But again, like you said, like right. what's the, what's the, what's the benefit? Like, so I'll, I'll go with the benefit of this. Right, this could definitely help some people out there that I know are using Patreon to kind of help supplement some of the things and pay some of their bills. Right. The problem is, anytime there's a loan, what happens when you can't pay it back? And the way I see it is, subscriber bases are not. They're not stable, right? You can lose a bunch of subscribers. You can gain a bunch of subscribers. Something could happen to you. Like it's just it's I, uh, it's more unstable than work, right? And so that is very very it's that is it's just a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I mean, good idea bad for idea. Patreon, but it's a bad idea for for people. Like I always tell people all the time, you don't need Patreon. Like I shut I tried our Patreon for like a. Couple of months in addition to what we were already using, shut it down. We didn't need it. I can get. I was able to do the same. Our premium was run off of a plugin to WordPress, and you know, a uh, yeah, we we're paying, you know, some of you know uh, the the PayPal fees, but that PayPal fees came out to be about I think less than the Patreon fees anyway. So wow. it made yeah it made sense just to stay there. I don't have to worry about going through a third party. You know, in dealing mm. with that, I can do everything. I manage everything ourselves. So, yeah, this is not a good idea at all. And like, yeah, yeah no, this is it. And, but I'll also go to say, like, I think more people need to be realistic to about these kind of ventures. Like mm-hmm. most we know that, and I, and I think this is the thing, right? Like most people know that most businesses fail in their first like year, or something like that, right? It's like most businesses are not successful. The advent of the internet and 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 podcasting and Patreon and all this other stuff made it so that people kind of haven't looked at these things as businesses and don't realize that. Like I'm always like I'm in some some several podcast groups. So I just I'm I'm just in them and I see people talking I'm like well, you know, I'm about to launch my podcast now. Like, how can I make money off of it? I'm like, you're already talking about trying to make money off your podcast and you just started. Yeah. You're not going to. Like, you need to understand that you're not going to make money off your podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you if you're coming in to do that, it's not, It's not. you're already probably going to be fucked up. This space is already fully saturated. And if you weren't in, like, 10 years ago, you, the chances of you coming in and all of a sudden making a shit ton of money unless you I mean, again there's 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 caveats to that if you're coming in you already have a fan base you already have a support system and and, and family and friends and and people that mm-hmm. are already there that are willing to support you then by all means yeah you're gonna be fine you already have that in there like the, the our podcast started with f- friends that was it and it was like hundred yep. people listen to us every now and then you know and it blew up after that but that was it it took years you know And, um, it's hard to sustain, (laughs) you know, people premium knows like I'm struggling now to get four or five episodes of premium out and on top of all the free stuff we're doing, right? It's just, it just what happens, you know? So like, you got to understand that this is not easy to do. And so, no, yeah, man. And, and, and basically Patreon trying to offer payday loans off of the little people are already making off of, off subscriptions. It's just not a good idea. This is just bad all around.
3: Right. And and back to you making money. I think people look at the success of 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 Joe Button and uh, other popular podcasts and think that it's easy. And I mean, it's not easy. I mean, it's not. I mean, his podcast is unique in a sense, um, and it's you can't recreate that.
2: He's also he a famous rapper. Like that's something to be with. Yeah. Like when you're, <laughs> he also when you're looking at the name that we all know. When when you're <laughs> when you're looking at people when you're looking at people who are succeeding in podcasting in the in the top earners in podcasting, like most of them are not the read right that came from uh, like a group of two people that were on the internet and then and then right. blew up right. That's not your normal success story. Most of the top earners in podcasting, people that were already famous is some kind of you know is somebody like Joe Rogan who was already had a fucking name, you know right. racist name, but already had a fucking name. <laughs> And already had a fan base, right? They didn't. They're not. That, that that doesn't count. Like when you go and look at people that started from the ground up, you know, like Rod and Karen, you know, mm-hmm. and are succeeding that way, right? And then, but then look at all the work that Rod and Karen have to do. Like Rod, they do a show every day. <laughs> you know, okay. it's like it's it's it, it turned into another full time. He he he. That is his job. It's a full time job. You know, for all that stuff. Like that is not an easy thing to do. And if you're not willing to do that. Or I'm not even saying willing, right? Because it's not even about this point. Willing, it's luck, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, Rod had Rod had a lot. Rod had a lot of people, you know, that already supported him. And even then, it took him a while to make that transition into to to premium and 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 and, and getting people to subscribe. Right? Like it took. It, that was a that, that was a lot to 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 get to that point. Um, right. That's not everybody, right? And and yeah. so, yeah, man. I think people look at you know again, people like the last, last podcast and less folks. Like, again, like Henry's an actor. <laughs> like, he has people that you like. These are people that already not to say that they're like super famous and rich or something like that, but they have a network because that's what you kind of need, right? You need a network of people already that can support you. Um, mm-hmm. And it whether it's and, and it might not even be financially, but getting your name out there. Right? Do mm-hmm. you need that? If you don't have that and you have to build that from the ground up, the chances of you succeeding are very slim. It's just it's this. It's much harder. Right. It's just, it's like, it, it, but it also goes to this idea of, and it's the whole thing, you know, we'll talk about it later on in politics stuff, but like, this whole deal it's like, it's like this idea when people try to make it seem like you're a self made millionaire or a self made billionaire. It's like, no. There's a lot of hope along the way. There are a lot of things that, you know, People that hope you up that ladder to get to that point, right? This is not something that just comes from some hard work. You can't hustle your way to the top. It just doesn't right. work. You know? Like there's a lot of like you get a lucky break, somebody hears you and you take off, but like that's not that's not everybody, and that's not gonna be everybody. So when you start staking your claim on that, yeah, no, that's not a good not a good look. Not a good look. So um. All right. So this today we get, we're gonna pause this a little bit later. But before we get into that, I wanted to deal with. Um. We're not doing a. It's Black History Month. All right. So we're not gonna. It do- is. It's happy Black, Black Hi- History Month, sir. I happy. To, yes. To say that all happy Black Talk. History Month. Um. And what we're not gonna do today is I am not gonna do a great moment of my privilege. I know people mm-hmm. are probably going like we're not. No. Instead, I'm gonna say Happy Black History Month. And we're gonna go into uh, some stories that deal with Black History Month. Hey, here's the first one. Look at that. Yeah, okay. you know, I'm trying, trying something new. Trying something new here, guys. So before you guys, before you guys get complaining, because there's no great Muslim black, uh, white, white, white privilege. Just listen to these stories and see what happens. Happy Black History Month. White Michigan University Choir Under Fire for Singing Negro Spirituals.
3: I, I heard about
0: this. <laughs>
2: A largely white choir from Western Michigan University is under fire after a one black student posted a video of the group performing Negro spirituals on Wednesday. Shayla a, uh, fought a, uh, a, a fourth year student at the university, shared a video of the foolishness and even wrote that the instructor, John Wesley Wright, said these songs don't belong to one race. Oh, love it. Love it. Ah. Love it. Another report uh, from Western Herald uh, stated uh, Wright, who is also black, of course, told the majority of the white audience that the songs were for everyone and have no ethnicity. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can play this video. Let me see if we can play. So we can hear. something.
3: wow they don't belong to one group of
2: people huh? All right. <laughs> it's an interesting looking history they're putting their toes in the water right there yo because i definitely ain't waiting oh is it you got more i got more i got more hold on hold on hold on, hold on. oh god oh god and they're they're, they're also so white they. Oh, they're off rhythm when they're doing the dance. Oh, this is great! This is great! This is great! Oh. Wow! Happy Black History Month, folks. Like, there's just that's that's wild. You know, Negro spirituals do not belong to one race. They're they're bigger than that. They transcend race. They transcend
3: the fact that they are Negro. Because everybody was singing them at the time.
2: Yeah, you know, you know. Hey, here's the thing, and this is why I say this. I call bullshit on this. Cause we ne- definitely know uh, why people weren't, weren't singing "Wade in the Water" because, uh, you know, they don't walk their legs. So there's that. Yeah. But that's what it was. <sighs> so, um, got another one for you. A rape victim made to wear a black face and an Afro wig to protect her real identity during an interview.
3: A Why the black
0: face? Though?
2: <laughs> a French television show is being called out for racism after opting to dress a rape victim and former teenage prostitute in blackface to protect her identity. Because, you know, just doing that normal thing they do where they just don't show their face. Was, couldn't do that. According to the Daily yeah. Mail Sunday, a uh, seven to eight a popular weekly show aired an interview with a teenage girl identified only as Nina, part usual portrait of the week segment. However, viewers couldn't help but notice her strange appearance. It was later confirmed. Uh, it was later confirmed by the produ- uh, that the producer of the show showed used blackface makeup. They also gave her a frizzy, coarse, textured wig to make her appear like a black person. Later on, an interview. The host Stephanie, I'm not going to try to say her last name, asked Nina a question about the, a book she uh, she called um, "Father, Come and Get Me." But when her father appeared during the segment, he was very clearly a white man. <laughs> so wait, why wow. would you? Why would you show? Why would you hide her appearance why but they then show? show but then show her father's face? Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, uh, they just
3: wanted to do blackface. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, the, "How do we squeeze blackface into this new segment?" <laughs>
2: The sloppy tone deaf attempt to protect a 17 year old quickly drew ire and mockery from fans who accuse the producer of relying on damaging stereotypes by show host Harry Rosalmec, who is black himself. Of course. See, this is- uh, of course. <laughs> we got two stories here where the perpetrator is a black man. Thank you very much. Defended his team. The show that this makeup cool. was some, it was made for tests by experts with the agreement of Nina and her parents, knowing the segment was never meant to mock anyone. Without going into details that could help identify Nina this choice is but you showed her father so mm-hmm. um going into detail that could help identify Nina this choice was made both the most visually efficient. You could just not show her face.
3: You could not show her face.
2: It's happened that we, it, it, it has happened that we approved in, in similar context the opposite makeup, lighting the skin of a black woman to allow her to testify. Or just not show. Her face. Or just not show her
3: face. Just put her in the shadows, auto tune her voice, give her the T pain, and that let call it a day. The real like thing at is, at some point, right. somebody was putting on that makeup, like, hey, can we just not show her face? No, nope, right. keep going.
2: Right. Blacker. Make right. her blacker. <laughs> now put the curly afro on her. Yeah, yeah that's it. The real subject of debate, the social society debate, supported by supported by the brave testimony of the teenager and her father, have been left in the background. He said, voicing his frustration at the controversy, has overshadowed the intent of the interview. Was the highlight? Was the highlight? Of sex trafficking. Well, that was your dumb fault. I am tired. We're gonna get into this later when we talk about the politics stuff. But I am tired of people do, making dumb decisions and then being mad when those decisions come back. To bite them in the ass or cover up the message they're trying to send. Right. Well, you should like you, you should have thought about that before you put her in blackface. Like, come on. You you knew this was a problem. There's no way you could have um Yeah, it just it's ridiculous. Then he goes and says this, and this is even dumber. The fact that the black community can rise and respond publicly to what is considered disrespectful is a good thing, but we ought to make the right choices to fight the right battles, he concluded. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Here's the thing too. Um, I'm gonna say it. Putting an Afro curly Afro wig and blackface makeup, it's not gonna protect our identity.
3: It's not. I'm gonna say this: is a white person in curly Afro wig and black makeup. Right.
2: Like you can just like that. It's.
3: Like those dudes who show up to rob places in, like, blackface. and Oh, there,
2: well, there was a story about that. There was a story of the white dude here in Maryland who tried to rob a bank, and he was a white dude, in black. he put blackface makeup on, and people were, and everybody was just basically like, that's a white dude in blackface.
3: In blackface, yeah. yeah. It's not hard to tell.
2: More. Great moments of Black History Month. Um, bank responsible for the Harriet Tubman card explains why they chose the Wakanda Forever Pose.
3: You saw this, right? Uh, I did see this. I didn't know that they gave like
2: a reasoning for this, for it. So, for those who don't know, if you for some reason have not seen the uh, what was it? What, what bank was it? The um, one unit, one United Bank made a bank card, a credit card with Harriet Tubman on it, giving the hand crossed, you know, Wakanda forever pose. Like they actually made this card. To now,
3: fair, to be clear, there's no picture of her ever doing anything like this, if I'm not mistaken. No. And there are plenty of famous pictures of Harriet Tubman they could have used.
2: Or or I'm just going to say maybe don't put Harriet Tubman on a bank card.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, just maybe don't do that. The chief operating officer of One Unity Bank, the company responsible for the card, is doubling down on their use of the Tubman's likeness. The actual card depicts the American historical figure and opposed it like the one kind of forever salute from Black Panther. As one can imagine, a lot of people were upset, but Terry Wilms, the COO, is trying is trying to clear the air with TMZ in an interview with the publication. She says she tells the interviewer this is the most this has been mostly a misunderstanding. We absolutely stand by mm-hmm. the card, Wilms elaborated. I also think that I also think of this as a little bit of background, because a lot of people don't kn- even know what one United Bank is, we are the largest black-owned bank. Hey, listen. So, this is three stories in a row we've been black people. Like, we, we've been we've been behind. Doubling down. We've been doubling down on everything. Um, we've been in business for over fifty years. We are unapologetic. Po- we are unapologetically black. We really wanted to celebrate Harriet Tubman. We actually came up with the idea of this card back in twenty sixteen when it turned when it announced she was going to be on the twenty dollar bill. The question that I have asked is. Why is it only white people are on the money or on money? When it was announced that there was going to be a $20 bill with Harry Tumman on it, we said, great. We would like to lean lean into that with a debit card with her image on it. (laughs) That's a far cry from the $20 bill. The gesture, the hand gesture that people are commenting about is a sign language gesture for love. It It is to represent not only love for yourself, but love for our community. It's worth noting that the image on the card is based on the painting by Adonis Parker called "The Conqueror." Parker actually gave a similar response to Williams when asked about his work on the Washington Post.
3: <sighs> yeah, I, like, I always wonder, like, when I see this stuff like this, like, were the black people around to be like, "Hey, man,"? Well, apparently, maybe, 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 maybe not a good idea. Well, yeah, there is one.
2: He was like, "I, I like it." Apparently, the entire company. Wow. For this bank <laughs> It's everybody It was just like You know what You know what I like it I like, I like it. it I like it
3: We're gonna go down in history if They went down in history Alright not, not in the way They thought <laughs> They thought they would
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah When you see the backlash You just gotta like Be like Alright We messed up My bad y'all all
2: Right all Right Alright Last Black History In my story And then we'll move on To other stuff here Um This one's a little. I don't want to say it's positive. Normally, normally this would be um, this is not something I would approve of. Uh, I will say this right now, Uh, just from what I know of the story, it seemed. I don't want to say it was harmless, but it doesn't seem to involve uh, rape or anything like that. So I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about the story a little bit. Iowa, Iowa man held woman captive, made her watch Roots to understand her racism.
3: I saw that. An Iowa man, yeah. Roots is long. Yeah, yeah.
2: An Iowa man is behind bars has he reportedly held a woman against her will and made her watch the miniseries Roots. To get her to better understand her racism, police said Barbara Lenoy, fifty-two of Cedar Cedar Rapids, was arrested Monday on harassment and false imprisonment charges after police said he made the woman remain seated in a second Avenue home and watched nineteen seventy seven series about slavery. The one also alleged that Noe threatened to kill her and spread her body parts across the three oh uh, 380 on the way to Chicago if she didn't oh, watch the show. Oh, he went too far. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, come on, man. You, you went a little too far. Just make her watch Roots. Make her understand her racism. She ain't got to threaten okay. to kill her. Um, I do want to say, man, like you said, Roots is long as shit, though. That's a Yeah, that's man, a that's long a time.
3: long. You could have had her watch Rosewood or, like, Glory. Something,
2: man. Like, that's just a that's a lot, man. That's a, that's a, long, that's a long time, man. That's a long time. Long time. Long time. Anyway, just had to get these out. Uh, just want to say, everybody, happy Black History Month. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like this is one of the this is one of those months where sometimes it be your own people. It
3: this is this is a be your own
2: people saying. Yeah, this is this is a, it. Be your, own people, you know, be your own people. Be your own people. Be
3: your own people. Uh yeah, that's exhausted. Yeah, every Black History Month it seems to be to be exhausting. It seems like an attack on blackness.
2: Oh yeah, every time, every time, every
3: time, every time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on.
2: Oh, this month uh we'll just jump right into the we talk of politics. Uh this month um, we have been assaulted by Bloomberg ads. Yeah, man. Um get that Bloomberg money. Yeah, just let's, let's let's just this is um so by now everybody's you know either saw live or saw the 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 videos afterwards of Elizabeth Warren basically Dragging uh, what was left of Bloomberg's carcass through the streets of Nevada. Oh, she came out um, with the smoke. Right, um, it has not stopped Bloomberg for running the same ad, and I'll I'll give it to Bloomberg. Right, so you got to give it to Bloomberg on this that he's the only one that I've seen. First of all, um, and it's Bloomberg and Sire are the two billionaires, and the ones obviously have all this fucking money. So there's a the reason why right now here in Maryland, I'm they're they're the only ads I'm seeing. Bloomberg and sour ads. But I will say this. They're also the only ones I've seen. He's the only one I've seen who constantly uses Obama in his uh, videos. and <laughs> ads? Oh, all of his, his ads all have Obama in them or black people. Like, it is, yep. it is such a, like, here's what's killed me about the 2020 election. The 2020 election is, to me, what people claim the 2016 election were about white people pandering to black people Like, shamelessly. Like, I remember that. I remember people saying that, oh, when, uh, you know, making up things about Hillary, like, oh, that whole thing about her having hot sauce in her bag was, you know, her pandering to black folks. I'm like, no, there's actually stories from 1996 of her, like, everybody who knows Hillary Clinton has a hot sauce story because she literally is a hot sauce fiend, right? And so even now, like, that still sticks out. Like, people keep going back to that as pandering. And I'm looking at this, I'm looking at all the candidates now going, like, Michael Bloomberg is literally out here paying for black people to support him,
3: yeah, and it's not even like a veiled rumor; like it's a thing that's happening.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's paying some people. Uh, here's the story: Michael Bloomberg admits to exploiting prison labor to make 2020 campaign phone calls. And you know what? Is, you know. You know what is? You know what is? Excuse me, You know what is? is what he says to that? We didn't know. <sighs> Michael Bloomer, former New York City mayor, mm. multi-billionaire, and hardcore advocate for expansion of top and frist, the racism, discriminatory policy, or policing, po- policing policy that targeted black and Latina, Latino folks, uh, people, has admitted that his 2020 campaign exported prison labor to make phone calls on behalf of his, of his campaign. Uh, the Intercepts' John Washington broke the story, reporting last week that Bloomberg's campaign contracted with New Jersey-based call center company ProCom. Two of the company's call centers in Oklahoma are operated, uh, operated out-of-state prisons, with incarcerated folks, and in at least one of the prisons contracted to make phone calls for the Bloomberg campaign. Exfiltrated wow. workers con- con- incarcerated at the Doctor Eddie Warrior Correctional Center at a minimum security women's prison, the capacity of more than 900, disclosed that they were making calls on behalf of the Bloomberg campaign. But not that calls were coming from the, from the but not that the calls were coming from the prison, but that nor that they were nor that they were incarcerated. Can you imagine? Imagine this. Imagine if you. I know this is the call centers in Oklahoma, but imagine if you were arrested and thrown into prison uh, because of stopping and frisk and then you end up you having to, to make, make phone balls. calls for the motherfucker's Man. policy it was. Yeah. According to the Procom co-founder John uh Scalen, his company pays the Oklahoma Department of Corrections the Oklahoma minimum wage of seven twenty five an hour hourly. Uh, the Department oh. of Corrections then pays incarcerated workers who earn uh, who earn up to twenty seven dollars a month. Um uh, uh, Scalen insists that some of the workers are making that much every day. They're probably not.
3: Yeah, I just read that Clint Eastwood ditched Donald Trump for Mike Bloomberg for the 2020 election. Jeez!
2: Oh, uh, Again, yeah, for all the people talking about Mike Bloomberg, uh, if racist ass uh, Clint Eastwood would ditch Donald Trump for Mike Bloomberg. Come on, guys.
3: Come on. I have, a, I have a serious question. I mean, you've been following politics for a very long time. And I remember, I mean, you're you're one of the shows that I think Along with a few other shows I listened to that really When Stop and Frisk was happening really sort of Talked about Bloomberg and sort of the policy And the way in which he's doubled down on it And, dis- and refused any any Data that told him that this was Not only not productive but was a violation Of people's civil rights um, If he didn't have Stop and Frisk in his history How do you think he lands In this election? If that just was Not there?
2: Um. It's a good question because it's not just a stop and frist stuff. Obviously, there's also the thing with right. the NDAs with the women and things like that. Right, right, um, right, I think it's a little bit better for him, though. Not saying I would vote for him. Not saying I would want him to vote for him. I think he's also just terrible. I think – here's the thing. I think that this idea – here's why this election, to me, is so, such garbage, right? <clears throat> We're, we've now gone, gone to extremes, right? If you mm. look at it this way, like – Let's be, let's be frank here. At this point, looking at the numbers, looking at the polling, and looking at what moderates are doing themselves. Moderates are eating themselves. Moderates are doing the same thing that the moderate Republicans did in the 2016 that got to the Donald Trump being elected, which is they were all so arrogant and, and saying that they alone could do it that they're not going to realize that Bernie Sanders is going gonna, is gonna to win until it's too late. So Bernie Sanders is going to win the nomination at this point, not because he has like this overwhelming amount of support, but like when you look at it, he's getting a consistent twenty-five to twenty seven percent, which is more than any other candidates, and the other ones are not gonna realize it until it's too late, and by that point he'll have the delegates, right? So we've gotten yeah, to the some point, point where the numbers are just too much. Right. And and a lesser extent, like he at least caucuses a little bit with, he caucuses with Democrats, but he's not a Democrat. He's an independent, right? Like that's just a fact. You bring this up and people get all upset, but he's he's not, right? So this will be the second election where the nominee is not from that party, right? So we're already doing that. It's even worse this year, though, because Bloomberg's in there. And I've been and this is the thing that really worries me, right? Like I, I've seen so many people who are so freaked out about Bernie Sanders winning and things like that. I'm like, at this point, like, I don't like the motherfucker, but will he be better than than Trump? Absolutely. So fuck it. If we're if we're down to that, then fuck it. We'll deal with it. Here's my worry though people make it seem like Bloomberg's just going to stop. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg has only gotten into this race because he doesn't want Donald Trump to win, per se, but he also doesn't want Bernie to win. He'll mm-hmm. get enough. He can get enough. I've, I've been aware of politics enough. I know a billionaire who is so self-absorbed that they think they can win can do enough to hurt a Democrat winning a nomination. Listen.
3: Listen. It's every. He's the villain from every sort of eighties movie we've seen, right? A villain with unlimited resources who can just throw <clears throat> a bunch of nameless, faceless goons at a problem, and that's what he's going to do. He's, he's only, throw money and resources right. at this problem, and hopeful and hope to like wear Bernie down.
2: He's not going to drop out. No, here's Dinner the thing. After. He was he's at the he's on the debate stage in Nevada, but guess what? He's not on the Nevada um ballot. I'm not even sure is he on. I think the first ballot he's on. Is South Carolina. So he might not even be on the ballot in all these states. He's not trying to win the Democratic nomination. He's trying to he get his name out there so that when whoever the nominee is, which I'm saying at this point is probably just looking at the numbers. It's probably going to end up being Bernie, right? Mm-hmm. He'll then run as an independent. So there will be three names on the ballot come, big names on the ballot come this uh, November. It'll be Trump, Sanders and then Bloomberg Bloomberg will yep. take enough of the votes and people are going like, well, like this idea that he'll take enough of votes from Trump to Bloomberg. Mm, maybe that is. Nah. I feel it'll be enough. It, it's it's enough to make it like it's a very real possibility of Trump winning again. Like I'm that's to me the, the, the thing that scares me the most here. And what will happen is if you get Trump, Bloomberg and and Sanders in there, that means you have three names on the ballot. None of them are from are, are really from any of the, the parties. Like this is what yeah. people wanted, right? You People wanted independence. They wanted a third party. You're basically getting that. You'll you'll get that this fall, right? Because mm-hmm. none of them are, like, at this point, like, I'm very interested in seeing what happens at the, at the Democratic convention. if Sanders gets the, the nomination. I'm like, but he's not a Democrat. He's made a point of not yeah. changing, like, even when, even when they bent over back here and he made those changes at the DNC forum, he still did not commit to being a Democrat in the party. So what do you do when you need the Dem- like he was when railing against the democratic establishment it was like you need the democratic establishment
3: to, to lead like know, you need I that. listened to a podcast this week and I and I knew I was coming on here and I yeah I knew we were going to talk about your guy big bernie uh but the podcast is fascinating because like they try to have like a balanced conversation about politics they're mostly left leaning but one of the guys is definitely diehard like bernie guy and they were talking about the ways in which these politicians were going to approach, similar to what you were just saying, right? At some point, the numbers are what the numbers are going to be and what they're going to support, and they're sort of rehashing the the last debate. And the guy made was trying to make Bernie sound like he was somehow above all of this, right? And his, his podcast host was like, hey, man, everyone running wants power, they, all of them, and they're all politicians. Like that's everyone who's running on this ballot. Bernie's no different. Like he's just you can dress it up how you want to. He's the same. He wants power, he wants and he's and he's willing to do what it takes to get there. And even if it's divisive, he's gonna do it. But also at some point he, he so he, he pivoted from that conversation to say, Look, I understand his want to like sort of like change the system and make things different and how this old system hasn't worked. It's like, but when you when you get into that office, say he wins the nomination and he wins the presidency. You have to learn you. You have to operate effectively within that system when you first get in there. And right now, he hasn't shown that he can do that because he doesn't work well with anybody. It's like, yo, when you get in that office, in order to change it, you have to work well within it first, and then start changing some things. But that's the problem. You're not but come but in he's with curveballs,
2: yeah, right. And that's the problem, right? The problem is, and and that's what. So I'm not really worried. What I always worry about is what we saw what happened with Obama, right? Because Obama, his whole thing was to work within the system and do this, and people got so mad at him for that. It was like, you should just do this, just do this. And so Bernie comes in and says, I can do that, but he's never shown the ability to do that. And my fear is what happens when... What happens when it comes out that he can't? When he when he does start doing things like compromising on you know, Medicare for all. When he starts... I always say... My, my, Interesting the first thing that's going to be interesting to me is that first journalist like under 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 president Bernie Sanders. Like honestly mm-hmm. I actually think that at this point I've gotten to the point where I, I actually think that Bernie winning is something that needs to happen because we need to kill this idea of oh well you just come in you, you that the reason why uh, um, uh, uh, Obama wasn't successful he just didn't want it hard enough he didn't he wasn't bold enough he didn't do all this stuff. I'm like all right it's time to kill that. Let's let's go in and show people how this shit actually works. Mm-hmm. And and I think at this point, I'm like, okay, cool. Bernie, you said you know better? You said you can do it? Like, you know, one of the things that got me, and I I just put this on Facebook, and it's one of the things that, that drove me crazy. Like, I always look at this and go, if you want if you want the ideas that Bernie has, you should be voting for Warren. Because Warren actually has a plan to get him done. Yeah, um, man. And what happens is people get so caught up in labeling that like the thing that they I've seen people say oh I'm not a capitalist and Warren's a capitalist and that's I'm like here's the thing Bernie doesn't mention doesn't integrate racial justice and disabled justice and all these other things about marginalized communities in any of his plans he seems to think that it's just you know we working people we all come together all that's going to be okay and it's and it's not like he doesn't know how to weave racial justice and and any of these kind of things into his policies and so, when you do that, whether it's democratic socialism or not, it's the same thing. You're going to have the same injustices there. And that's the thing that's yeah. been bothering me. It's like, you know, just changing from capitalism to socialism, but not addressing the racial issues in between, doesn't change anything for a lot of people. And some people seem to think no. that it does. And I'm like, no, it does not. You're still going to have a class right. system. You're still going yeah, to have these like problems. The, the
3: conversation about healthcare, right? Like healthcare. If if they're spending less money, that money automatically goes back into your pockets. I'm like, that's not how that works. No, like a company isn't going to be like, we saved some money on healthcare. I guess we're going to give it to our employees. Well, and another
2: no. thing, another thing too is, and like people pointed out, <clears throat> like like Bernie's Medicare for All plan actually does hurt people. Like uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren changed her plan because she realized that it would hurt people. And Bernie's like, oh nope, not going to do it because he doesn't have a plan for it. Like, listen, I'm not a fan of, uh, of budgets. I'm not. But, like, at the, I watched that debate, and he actually had some pretty good hits on Bernie that just kind of people just kind of ignore. He kept asking Bernie how he pays for a plan, and Bernie just kept, he, Bernie's really good at deflecting. So anytime he was asked about this, he would deflect. The biggest deflection came, though, when Chuck Todd, and I hate Chuck Todd, but Chuck Todd asked Bernie a direct question about his, his ban on fracking and I wish I had the clip, but basically he asked him, like, hey, you you said that you're going to ban fracking, That's the, the fracking for natural gas, and we've all seen the videos. If you haven't, you can see the right. videos of people, like, in Pennsylvania who literally can light their, their water on fire because of fracking. Fracking's bad. It is not good. It's not good for the environment. It's not good for people. It is a bad thing. So he asked him, hey, you're banned from fracking. He part was like, <clears throat> the problem, though, is, you know, you know, in Pennsylvania, in the towns that do fracking, and their economy is based off of this, you know, like I think he said either the the governor or somebody was like, "Yo, I'm you know I'm not going to tell people to vote for for Bernie if he's a nominee. If he's going to anybody who, who puts a ban on fracking, that's going to hurt the workers." So Chuck Todd asked him, "Was like, what do you say to the workers who are who are working in this industry that you want to put a ban on their industry and and take them out of work?" And Bernie redirected it. He's like his first answer was. Science. And I'm like, they don't go fuck about science. <laughs>
0: they don't like, they're trying to eat. They're trying
2: to eat. Like and and that's the thing that infuriates me, me with him. It's like he's saying the stuff that's good that on the surface, we all agree. Fracking is it is a terrible thing that needs to stop. However, when when Elizabeth Warren asked a similar similar question about uh, something about in Las Vegas, she gave the better answer of like, "Well, we'll need to make exceptions and we'll need to work on transitioning those workers out of those jobs into something else and the jobs of the future. We'll need to do that. And that's the correct answer because if you don't do that, what you're gonna end up having is like those coal towns now that mm-hmm. are dead. Like the people there are out of work, they have nowhere to work, the industries are dead, like they're just they're they're forgotten towns. Because yeah, you know what? Coal mining is terrible. There is no such thing as like clean coal. We shouldn't be using coal. However, if you have an entire town that's built on coal mining and you shut the coal mines down, like remember when and, and the thing about I get I get why Bernie doesn't want to answer that question. Because that's what um Hillary Clinton got hit on when she said that she was yeah. going to take the, uh, take the uh, um, put the coal miners out of business. She got hit on that because they're like, "Oh, what? you're going to put us out of job." But it's true. Like the answer is, you're going to put them out of business. You need to put them out of business. The question is then, how do you then take those those people and put them in the right jobs? And it can't just be like, "Oh, well, we'll do clean energy like wind and solar and things like that." But if that jo- if that wind and solar energy jobs are in Kentucky and the coal mine is in, and, and, the, and the fracking is in Pennsylvania, are you going to transfer those people? Are you going to tell those people to move? That's an expense right. cost. Like, how do you handle that kind of stuff? And that's the problem I have with Bernie. There is no, after you get the good feeling of what he says up front, he says all the stuff we need to know. Oh, the system needs to change. Duh. We know the system needs to change. You shouldn't frack. Yeah, we know that. Cool. The problem is the steps in between. Like, he does like underpants gnome thing where it's do this, do this, yada, 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 mm, profit, right? It's like, there's something in between there that you need to understand how to do. And he doesn't have those plans. You know, think about it, right? <clears throat> he just doesn't. And that's what bothers me. And people keep caught up on this. Well, he's a socialist and capitalism and blah, blah, Capitalism is bad. And I'm like, cool, but socialism can be bad, too, if you don't know how to actually implement the policies to help everybody. And that's like, the thing. If, if he, if
3: and when he wins the nomination and people think it's, it's tough now, uh, they're going to grill him on all of this stuff. Bloomberg, if he's still running independent, he's going to put all the money into exposing all of this stuff. And if he doesn't have an
2: answer for it and he doesn't have a good reaction for it, it's not going to go well. well. Well, the thing about it is, and that's the funny thing about this election, I've been noticing even the Democratic debate on, on, on he disappeared. Like, Bernie actually quite often disappeared in, these, in that debate because Elizabeth Warren was eating everybody on stage. You know, mm-hmm. and and he just wouldn't say anything or he would say something and it just wouldn't like like his or his answer didn't make any sense. Like when Bloomberg hit him about him being, you know, you're a socialist with three houses. Like and his answer was like, well, just like a lot of Vermonters, I have summer camp. I'm like, dude, that's a terrible fucking answer. It's a terrible answer. It's a terrible fucking answer. Thing. When he was asked, yeah. when when Elizabeth, when when they, he was asked about his his um supporters and and and, and would he stand up against him in leadership with it? And again, another good moment for Mayo Pete, not voting for this motherfucker, but good moment for him when he was like, when he pointed out that uh, Bernie's answer was weak, because Bernie basically been like, well, everybody kind of has bad supporters, and those people that are saying this stuff, they're not really my supporters, and I think, you know, they could be Russian trolls, and, and, and Pete came out and was like, that's not an answer, that's not leadership. He didn't give a leadership no, answer. No. He basically said it's not his problem, and went about it, which then... Ties into what happened after that, which is you know the report comes out that you know Russia is trying to help uh get Trump reelected, but they're also helping uh Bernie's campaign as well <laughs> I saw
3: that this morning
2: and so so then <sighs> then Bernie gets mad at the Washington Post reporting it before the las vegas uh, the the uh the Nevada caucus, but I'm like, but there's two things about that that piss me off one. He brought up Russians probably that that those people that are trolling in his name could be Russian bots at the uh, the the debate two weeks two two days before. Bernie did that. He when 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 asked about uh, what he say stand to his supporters who were doing this stuff, he he floated the idea that they they, they were, were Russians, right? Which also goes against what he was doing in 2016 when, when people were trying to claim that a lot of the Russian bots were helping him, saying that no people are making that shit up and they're they're attacking his supporters. Now all of a sudden, out of his own mouth, he's saying that they're Russian bots. Weird. Two, U.S. intelligence forces told Bernie months ago. He knew about this months ago and didn't say a goddamn thing.
3: So why <clears> – <throat> and that goes back to the point that the guy made on the podcast, which was like, these people are willing to do whatever it takes to win. Right. And he's no He's no different than
2: any other politician. And And, and that's my thing, right? People okay. keep making it seem like – and this is not me – trying to tell people you're really that edged on to, to 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 vote for bernie do it but you need to like you need to be like i was when i voted for barack obama i was i was all in obama that was fine but i also also knew i would tell people straight up i'm to get maybe at, at most half of what he's saying to get done he get done at when most. you at most right and so when he wasn't, when he came in and got some things done, I was fine when you had other people that were supremely disappointed. And a lot of those people I see now are also now supporting Bernie. And my thing is, and it's because of this idea that somehow he'll be tougher and be able to get this done. I'm like, you're seeing right here that Bernie is also playing the game. He's, again, he's been in the game for 30 years. He knows. He's an old-ass old white man. He's playing the game. He knows that these people are here. I pointed somebody came out to me and like, they're doing this weird thing now where he's now also having, like, uh, uh, people of color and, and his female supporters come out and attack people who are claiming about Bernie bros. Oh, you guys are being misogynistic. You guys are talking down and, and discrediting all the people that support him. I'm like, all right, listen. Going back to our conversation about YouTube and stuff like that. I've been on the internet for a while, guys. All right? I've seen this tactic happen before. Gamergate did the same thing. It was, like, called Not My mm-hmm. Shield. And what they would do was Gamergate, you know, that racist, misogynistic, really sexist group of dude bros that would go around and attacking women and attacking, you know, diversity and women and gaming and things like that, doxing them and things like that. They basically at one point had... um uh Women are coming out and, 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 and uh, black dudes coming out, holding out signs saying, I support Gamergate. You guys are making Gamergate seem like it's just a bunch of white dude bros. I'm a, I'm in Gamergate. This is wrong. You're not going to use me at your shield. They also did the same thing in Comicsgate. Oddly enough, a lot of those people are also Bernie supporters or Bernie bots as well. Weird, right? It's like all of this stuff is is related. It's not to say that there aren't some people, real people, that believe this stuff, I'm pretty sure they do. But when you ignore, just like those other, the Gamergate and, and the Comics case stuff, when you ignore that stuff, what are you? what is your message there? Like, and that's the thing right. that kills me about Bernie supporters. Like, oh man, this is all just a, the, the Democratic establishment is out to get him and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but like, there's also very valid things to say about Bernie and you never do. You never care about that stuff. You never, you know, when, when, when Bernie showed up to, you know, and, and was using, you know, Joe Rogan in, in a campaign video, you guys were fine with that, mm-hmm. but those are the same kind of people that, that, you know, the the Joe Rogan fan base, those are the same kind of people that are in like, that would be in Comicsgate and be in Gamergate, right? Those are the same kind of misogynistic assholes, the ones that Bernie is saying, would never be his real supporters or might be Russian trolls those are the kind of people that listen to Joe rogan's podcast those are the kind of people that 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 are doing that right it's like what are you talking about that's the big tent that he wants to get you know when you say that Bernie's like well I can attract you know uh, uh trump supporters like those people are racist you're bringing those people into your big tent. So, when is that gonna happen? when are you gonna like you're you're saying this thing like they made this whole big thing after the Joe rogan thing about you no know, we accept him to win the nominees, we bring them all in, and then we can convert them that way. It's like what happens when you don't convert them
3: yeah and what do you what is it that they're attracted to
2: right and and when what's and the, what's the thing that, that that you have that he doesn't have they're attracted to and again this I'm not again like I'm okay, you guys are all fine for you know um. He's doing what he has to do to win. But, like, how does that make it any different than Democratic establishment? that you guys say, sure, you hate, right? That's the thing, right? It's like, you know, um, at the debate, when 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 asked about, you know, should the person who had the plur- plur- uh, plurality of delegates uh, be the nominee, all the Democrats said we, we follow the process and go to the convention, right? And Bernie was like, no, whoever has a majority of the delegates to win, I'm like, and I'm like, why did nobody not bring up that that was an opposite of way, the stance he took in 2016? In where he because floated the idea, him today. right, when he floated the idea of him going all the way to convention, even though Hillary Clinton had way more delegates than him. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just this, like well, I guess. that was the system rigged
3: against Bernie, and now the, the opposite this time is the system rigged against Bernie. Like I said,
2: if you're a Bernie supporter, good on you. At this point, I just want you to uh, to fully understand what you're getting. Like, and that's the thing. That's the thing that that gets me. It's like, it just feels like people think that uh, they see what they want to see. And when it happens, I'm like, so. And that's again, that's if he beats Trump. Like, what do you do then? Like what
3: Yeah, I I was having a conversation with my friends about that, about they were like, they were saying Bernie has a problem with race. I was like, he does they're like i don't see it and blah 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 and i was like look whenever he's talking about race he always pivots to the economy and jobs or climate change and we all know that that doesn't solve it but my thing was like look i said here's the thing i will vote for bernie in a cocaine heartbeat if he gets the nomination right. I don't care <laughs> he will get my i will enthusiastically vote for him but to pretend that there aren't issues that he needs to fix or there aren't ways he needs to be better and, like, these things that are – they're talking about, like, him being attacked. I was like, yeah, it's a presidential race. People are going to attack him. It's not specific to Bernie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to get attacked. Like, there are things are going to attack Elizabeth Warren on. sheet won the nomination. Bernie, Pete will get attacked on being a, a mayor of a small town and what happened with, you know, the the black people in his, in his area. You know, you know, we all know what they're going to attack, you know. Uh, what's his name, Bloomberg about. So everyone has sort of like these little weak points and they're just going to attack them. And that's every election. I will never forget this documentary I watched with Michael Dukakis. And I was telling my friends this. I was like, in the Dukakis documentary, he was talking about this whole this whole segment of it, right? That's super fun. And it's, you know, you have, you have a bunch of really big ideas and you can just throw stuff out there. But he said, man, once you get, picked by your by your party to run for president it's not fun anymore it was like they start interviewing people they start asking really hard questions and it's just not the same fun political race and he his point was like man everyone's not ready for that kind of like scrutiny Mm -hmm. and i'm curious to see what happens with these supporters when it's gonna be you think it's tough now you think these sort of questions are tough now it's gonna get way tougher
2: well so my what thing you, is yeah, my thing is, what I don't do you think think, is gonna happen from the from the right. They're gonna be way worse. Well, there's that, but I, I think even if he can survive that, I'm just like what happens when he's there? Like I I, I there's there's questions that I don't know. Like what is the first and this is why I think that the this is where I do think the DNC messed up. Like the debates this year have been terrible in how with where they put focus at. Like there haven't been like the last debate didn't even have any questions on foreign policy. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the yeah. Fact it's, that, all,
3: it's all it's because, all pretty flimsy, so it's going to be funny to see what happens. Well, and that's like, a good point. Like right, once he gets in, like what actually happens?
2: Because the whole thing is like, so what is what is your position when he when he launches the first drone strike? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, the question really should be like, what what is what happens when you realize that Bernie, when he becomes president, is now the establishment. Because it's true like once you, once he is in the presidency you can no longer go and then he's no longer the underdog right he's no longer oh it's little old Bernie against the democratic establishment it's like no he's president and and that to me is hey maybe he proves me wrong and maybe he shines right now yeah, I, I haven't seen it so. I, and and that's all I can do all I can do is hope so I hope I'm wrong but right now all I've seen is an old white man who gets mad anytime he gets pressed about questions. You know, yeah. I see an old white man who love. honestly, honestly, you know, he does a lot of Trump like things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when asked about his medical uh, records, right? As about his medical records, oh, well, I'm gonna release them. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I've done enough. I'm not gonna release anymore. Dude, you had a heart attack. You need to release your full medical records. No, I, I've done enough. That's what Trump did. Remember when Trump had his little doctor come out, his terrible doctor come out, and, and say, oh, no, yeah, yeah, he's healthy. And That's it? Like, yep. And then, and then you have, he sends a, his his black press secretary to go out there and make claims that people asking for his medical records are just like birtherism. What? No, it's not. Birther- oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, birther, birtherism, <laughs> was, birtherism was completely racist and had no oh, basis. Like you know you can sit there and go oh it's a it's an invasion of my privacy but when you're president you have to that that's part of the stuff you give up all these people give up the medical record records the only one who didn't was trump so now what right it's like that kind of stuff i'm like what are you like so it, it was it was it was it was bad before but now it's okay because you're doing it and 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 here's the thing and, and that's what i want people to prepare for you're gonna get a lot of that you're going to get a lot of that and there's going to be a lot of stuff that when people say um they were uh they were really upset when Obama did it when Bernie does it it's going to be okay or they're not going to have as much problems you're seeing it now you know his complete reversal on not taking you know not going all the way to the convention and if whoever has the most delegates you win like that's not the position he was in before yeah it's so much like
3: sports teams you know what i mean like it reminds me of the Pittsburgh Steelers fans who hated the fact that Michael Vick was going to be on the team, but completely ignored all the Ben Roethlisberger stuff because that's their guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. completely just flat out ignored all the Roethlisberger rape stuff. But Mike but Mike Vick was too much. Can't do that.
0: Yeah, you
3: you ignore him when it's your guy. You just ignore it, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, it's just he's good for the team.
2: Like I said, it, it, to me, is one of those things that, you know, if um. If you wanted somebody who can get this stuff done, and here's the thing: like people always have floated the idea of, you know, um, well, we'll see what happens. Bernie will win, and then he'll pick uh, Elizabeth Warren as his VP, and she'll get the work done. I was like, if that's the case, if that's the case, here's the here's a no- novel idea: how would you vote for Elizabeth Warren, and then ask Warren to have Bernie as her VP? I'd live with that. I'd live with that because you know what? Let Bernie get sit there, hit the trail, do the thing that Joe Biden did where you just sit in the, sit sit on sit on the side and you you talk talk stuff on the side and be do that stuff and not have all the power. You get, because you get to be you get to be spicy as the VP. Right, you get to be and spicy as the thing. VP.
3: I think he'd be a really good VP, and I was, that's not even being that's not and that's not saying that he wouldn't he couldn't be a good president, but I do think the way he operates, he would make for a really really good VP. But he's not going to do that
2: because it's like when you don't take a... like. My thing, like I said, it's just, this is just a lot of a lot of questions I have that people just don't seem to answer. So I'm like, all right, will see how. It Who is. do you
3: think he picks for for his VP?
2: Yo, honestly, I had to check her age, but I was like, he would pick AOC, but she's only thirty. So, yeah, yeah, I don't so somebody. That, but so that's the thing, and that's the other thing too. I don't know because here's my thing,
3: like, because that could be a thing that really saves his campaign, right? A really strong VP to help with these debates to help right. the frame a better narrative. Like, that the, could really help him.
2: The problem is, the problem is, if you pick somebody who's very detail-oriented, then you start going, well, why shouldn't that person be? Like, let's say he goes, Stacey Abrams. She's a better yeah. person. Again, it's one of the things that's like, when your VP is a better person and better candidate than you are, why are you at the top of the ticket? Mm-hmm. Like, if, here's the thing. People could convince me that Bernie wasn't egotistical if he did something like pick Stacey Abrams as his, as his VP or something like that or pick pick Elizabeth Warren as his VP and then immediately when he got in, he resigned. I'd be okay with that. Right. I'd be like, hey, because that will show me that it's bigger than, it's not that, like you said, it's not this egotistical thing where it's just he wants the power. He he alone can do it, right? Like anybody, he has to know that Elizabeth would be a better president than he would be. She got all right. the plans. It reminds,
3: me so, it reminds me so much of our... Of our you know our forefathers and people who fought for our civil rights, and they fought for a future that they knew they wouldn't see. They right. died for a future that they knew they would never. Right. They would never actually realize. Right. Um, and y- you would hope that somebody like him would have a bit of that in him. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, these these ideas are bigger than me being president. They're about
2: pushing pushing oh. the world forward. And, and it goes. But and it, I don't get that vibe from him. No, I don't. I know. I, I, I but I've never gotten that vibe from. Him. He's he's always been bitter, and it's weird. This is the thing that also pisses me off about the uh, about the debate is. You know, during the bait scene all these people say that they did not like Elizabeth Warren being so mean and nasty, but I'm like, yo, Bernie yeah, does nothing but not be that. mean and mean and nasty. Anytime you ask Bernie a legitimate question, he gets flustered. He immediately starts screaming. He immediately gets angry. You can tell, you can tell when Bernie gets actually angry about being challenged about anything he does. He's shown that. He's shown that ability. But then when a woman does it, all of a sudden it's mean and nasty. And we don't like that enough. I'm like, that drives me fucking crazy when like you have Donald Trump as a fucking president right now. You can't sit there and complain about a woman being mean and nasty. It's like someone's going to have to be and nasty over the next 12 months to get some shit done so the other thing too it's like Bernie you know it goes back to I believe Elizabeth Warren she said that she had that conversation with Bernie Bernie said a woman couldn't win so I'm like again what better way to show this Bernie you win the presidency you pick Elizabeth Warren as your VP and then you step down
3: he would, he, would that, though, yeah. right? he would never do.
2: that. He would it's, it's, never a, do that, though, right? He would never do that. It's an ego thing. People like the power of being president. I mean, a,
3: only had exactly forty-five of them exactly. in our country. Exactly, that's a small number.
2: Exactly. He's he's not going to. So I'm just throwing it out there. Whatever. And when people tell me that he's a different kind of a president, he's a different he's kind not. of a different kind of person. I'm like, he's not. you haven't been paying attention. You you you're 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 putting some traits on him that don't exist. No, yeah, you don't need to make
3: him into some demigod or some second coming of Jesus like. He can just be a guy who wants to be president and you like his ideas. Yo, that's all it that has to be. That's all that And has that's to be.
2: okay. That's okay. Like putting yeah. in, Well, cuz here's the thing, if you put more on him, it's just like what people did with Obama, you're going to be disappointed and then what's going to happen is you're going to be disappointed, then you're going to do that thing in that first in the first midterms you're not going to vote, you're going to lose the house and now we got Republicans back in. Like this this is the cycle. It's like and that's what I want to keep people from having, right? You know, you cannot get, you cannot put all this hope and, and dreams into this person when they're just, she's just a man. They're she's just, just a man. A just a person. Just a person. A person who wants to be president, which obviously comes with being egotistical, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, man. So uh, this, this whole thing, like, I think also I think a, a lot of people were, were seeing, because I've been seeing the numbers, the, the turnouts have not been great. And that's the other thing I'm worried about, that people are just going to be almost, like, oh, apathetic. Man, I hope not. Well, because this is one of those things, like, when... I'm hoping that what will happen, the terms are down in the primaries, but they're up in the actual election. And where people are like me, we're just like, at this point, I don't care. As long as it's not Gabbard or in Tulsi, it's not going to be her. As long as it's not Bloomberg, I don't care. Like, I don't I want don't Klobuchar... Care. I don't want I never wanted Biden like i nope. i the one thing I appreciate about this election is that it is proving out what I said about Biden, which is that Joe Biden got ran out of the two thousand eight election and he's terrible at running on a national stage and this he's election has proved that out it has proved no. that out how terrible it is and how terrible he's he terrible. is he is absolutely fucking terrible um we need a we need a shorter election cycle this is too long well we do i think we I think we need a shorter election cycle, and I think honestly I honestly think that what should happen is you, you should just vote. Everybody should just vote on Super Tuesday, make it March. Yep. I think was that March 3rd, make it March 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't, you have your debate. Cause again, at this point we'd we'd already, we at one point had a Julian Castro. We had Kamala Harris had all these mm-hmm. other people in the race. And they didn't, they didn't last until when we first voted like that to me, um, isn't good. I think there were better candidates, honestly, Younger candidates, that think we need. 100%. At this point, at this yeah. point, we're stuck with. Aside of Pete, we're stuck with everybody's basically seventy years older. Like, mm-hmm. th- that's terrible, you know. And even on Warren's side, right? What happens is, you know, one of the things that also hurt Kamala Harris was Warren kind of came out against her and using PAC money. You know, yeah. Now Warren's realizing that it's like, well, in order for me to stay in this race, I gotta kind of take pack money. I gotta kind of take PAC right. money, but, but so, but <laughs> that's the thing, right? But that's the thing, right? And and that's the thing that like that, that 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 makes me mad. And kind of, it's one thing that also kind of made me mad at Warren too. It's like, her and Bernie spent so much time railing on other people for doing these things, but I'm like, but what's gonna You're happen gonna have when to you? Do it well, too. Yeah, what's gonna happen when you have to do it too? <clears throat> right, You're gonna, like, gonna have to do even, it too. Even Bernie, even Bernie's like, oh, well, I don't take pack money, but like. He kind of does, cause you know there are packs out there that support Bernie. They're not sending directly money to him, but they're doing things in his work, like the Justice Democrat pack. Pretty much is a, it's a it's a Bernie Sanders pack, right? And while it's not giving him money, it is doing things in his name, and we know this. And so that's why Elizabeth Warren was like, "Fuck, I can't. I got to stop doing this whole pack thing, because everybody else has a pack. You know, I got self, I got self financed billionaires and 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 Steyer and 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 um." Bloomberg, and then I got people like Bernie who are saying they're not taking packs, and are all their fundraising is coming from small donations, but then they have these other packs that are kind of doing their their bidding out there and and like i gotta I gotta do this, so it's like yeah, it's again it's one of those things is different um it's different when um it's yeah. your guy, yeah it's different so um
3: <laughs> did you see that video, dude yesterday? The Jason Johnson video, no, talking about uh, Bernie his his island of misfit black girls.
2: <laughs> oh no! Oh wait, you, well, know, you I didn't. Did, see it? I did see him talking about that, and 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 I saw they got so mad at him for that. It's uh, like, oh, he's this misogynistic black man talking about. It's like, yeah, okay, but like he's not wrong. Like,
3: yeah. What I hate about what he said was it allowed people to dismiss what he was saying. Right, right. Which was like. You don't get to talk about intersectionality that you don't that you don't actually participate in, and then surround yourself with a bunch of women of color as as cover. Mm-hmm. That would have been a better way to say it. Yeah, right. Misfit. I like fam.
2: What, get, right. Get, all right. 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 Like, like well, but the like thing that. about it is, also get it right because like Nina Turner and and uh, uh, Bree they're honestly they are so. They're I don't want to say abrasive because that's a term that's used against Black women all the time. But the way that they behave when it's basically it's, it's this way or the highway, it's all or nothing, it's Bernie or nobody else. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's cult behavior. It really is. Yeah. And, and Bree's the one that said that stupid shit about, you know, uh, that compared asking for Bernie's medical records is like birtherism. She's the one that said that shit. And and so Bernie puts these people out there to do this shit, and then goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa And and then cries and, and cries about how it's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, you yeah. know, people ask about um. Somebody asked somebody was like, "Well, you know, uh, you know, you know, a lot of these people that are that are doing this, you know, they're 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 trolls. There's Russian trolls, and they're not real people. I I've never witnessed any of this stuff. I'm like, so you've never seen Killer Mike." I you know, right? I was like, Killer Mike has a whole history of being antagonistic to black, black women, particularly black feminists. He's a surrogate for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, come on, like you don't remember that 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 white dude that he hired? Because he made that the, the videos and had to fire him within twenty four hours because the dude it came out that the dude had all these homophobic comments on his Twitter page. Oh, uh, forgot
3: that? about dude. Yeah. yeah, wow, that was this year. Yeah, or last year.
2: Yeah. But, this is that, but that's the thing; it's a recurring thing with Bernie, right? He does all these things, like you know, he puts out a video that touts the the the, the support of, of of Joe Rogan, and then people are like, "But Joe Rogan is a misogynistic, racist piece of shit." Yeah, and they they back it, and so it's like, at what point do you okay, okay, you know, what can I say? Like I said, I'm whoever fucking wins. I, at this point, I don't care a yeah, shit. Yeah, I will
3: vote for whoever wins. I don't care who gets the nomination. I just don't want get my vote enthusiastically. I will skip in there <laughs> and enthusiastically circle your name and be out and and, and pray for the best. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens because it's only going to be more intense for these people moving forward, mm-hmm. these sort of quote unquote attacks on these politicians. And I think I hadn't considered your Bloomberg point, which is like it's going to be even dicier if he gets enough momentum and decides to run as an independent. That's going to make things.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> A lot more interesting and, and not in a good way. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, uh, Jason Johnson got to chill. He can't. Yeah, chill. yeah. I was like, I remember that. Women I remember that. I remember. I remember like, that I was like. I was
2: like, oh, dude, like That's you like. Gotta, you got to. I was you like, chill, like that's that was one of the things. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, you're not wrong, but you like probably can't say that. Like,
3: <laughs> but also it's it's kind of it kind of comes full circle to what we've been talking about, which is right. This content-driven way in which people engage and so he's trying to find the spiciest True. hottest yeah. thing to say that's yeah. gonna catch people you're right and so you go out there and right. you say
2: something stupid right and i'm like dude i'm like dude like you're better than that right like i get what you're saying that's yeah. one that's one of the one of them things you say when like when like me you or me and rod are sitting there talking before we, sh- we start the podcast we say that shit but like i'm not gonna get on the the, the podcast and we're really gonna come out there and say it like that right without really kind of digging down into it Or even going into like trying to smooth it over a little bit, right? Like you just can't come out there and say that shit because, like, you know what it's going to be like. You know how it's going to turn out,
3: right? So you you don't you don't want people. Man, I had this whole conversation with this young dude I know, which was you know he had gone through some stuff, kind of publicly on Twitter, and I was and he his reports were very aggressive, and I was like, look, man, you don't want to. What you're I understand that you feel upset, right? But take a breath because what you're what you're saying in the moment is allowing is allowing people even consciously to dismiss your actual point which is valid so don't give them that kind of ammo don't give them reason to dismiss what you're saying because you coached it in a bunch of like hot takes and these hyperboles just right especially what you
2: mean especially when you and, and, especially when you're right especially when you have especially, facts,
3: especially when you're right you especially when you,
2: your, when you have the faction when you get the facts on your side you don't gotta you don't gotta spicy it up like you said like this is the content driven Society we live in, where you is trying to go viral, is trying to get the, the the hottest take out there and try to fit in there, and make it cool, sound cool. It's like you don't have to do any of that stuff. You can literally just go out there and you can read all the things that Bree said. You can read all the things that that Nina said. You can read all the things that Killer Mike has said. And like these are the people that you know. When Bernie says you know his supporters don't do this, this is the people he pushed forward and and and, and they do this. You know we haven't forgotten this stuff. Like um thing to do. It wasn't was, that long ago, right. It, it wasn't that long ago they've been doing it the entire time they spend more time like bernie spends more time talking about the democratic establishment than he does the about donald trump i i'm like you don't have to okay breeze the one that put out the the the, the comment the they put out the official statement about how they're reaching they 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 welcome uh joe rogan voting for them because they're reaching out to his fan base because they're trying to enlarge the tent of the democratic party like those are her words that she put out there. You don't have to. You don't have to, have to say anything else. You don't have to make that more spicy to show these people are full of shit. You know. So, but what can you say? What can you say? That's why. Again, this. This. I miss two thousand eight, yes. man. I miss two thousand eight. <laughs> I, I miss two thousand eight. I, I. You I, know what? I,
3: I had. I had a moment of watching Obama show up at All Star Weekend. Bro, like, listen, man, I really do miss that dude. Bro, he walked in and. Shaking hands and, and and talking to people, and people lit up when they saw him. They seemed engaged to see him. Even, and I hate to say this, but it's true. Even Bush had that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: As shitty as he was, he could still go places, and people were like President Bush, mm-hmm. and he would walk in, and he would still sort of have command of the room, and he wasn't like when you, when you heard Trump rambling about parasite. I was like, this is what y'all vo-. I had a moment of like, this is what y'all voted for. You voted for this thing. Hmm. Uh, do you ever do you follow? Um, was it Harold Bryant? Um, sports writer. No. Um, he had tweeted something yesterday about someone was like, "Oh, how do we get here?" And he was like, just tweeted the numbers out of like the number of white people that voted for Trump. And he was like, "Some oh Stephen King, so Stephen King's tweet says Trump did this. It's all on Donald Trump." Retweet if you agree. And hell, Brian said, white people did this. 59% of white men, 2% <laughs> of white women. It's all on them. He didn't elect himself. This woman says, I wouldn't call his comments racist, but they aren't helpful. He was like, helpful to what? continued <laughs> de- delusion? Look at the numbers, who voted for whom. Someone was like, imagine if I said the same thing about Obama. He was like, you don't have to imagine it. Here is his extra poll numbers: ninety-five percent for black people, forty percent for white people, sixty-seven percent Latino, sixty-two percent Asian, forty-nine percent white men, fifty-two percent white women. Said, They're just numbers. Don't be afraid of them, and, it was, and that's the truth. Like this is who voted. He didn't. He didn't elect himself. All right.
2: Oh boy.
3: And he, he said, "You can't blame black people for Obama. We're thirteen percent of the total population. That alone can't elect anybody." Right.
2: Oh, yeah. Boy. I tell you, I just, I just, I want. Yeah, we're in, I, for, I just, we're in for a rough couple months. Couple man, we get, it's getting just getting started. Like once the the Democratic uh, convention until August, then you got then you got the then you got the general until November. Man, like this is all year, man. We this is all year, and God forbid if Trump wins again, Jesus Christ! Like I'm just, I'm tired.
3: We're gonna have more of these sort of videos, like you know. Jason Johnson saying stupid stuff. We're gonna have more of those type of videos. It's gonna be more. It's gonna be more nonsense because people have more outlets to put out stuff, and they're gonna need more content. They're gonna to have to be more spicier to get your attention and yeah. get your clicks and your views. And why this Democrat person is leaving the Democratic plantation? Why they're leaving the party? And uh, yeah, a bunch of misinformation and and you know people giving half facts and half baked ideas. Congratulations. So, so be mindful yeah. where you get your news from. Yeah, Just tell people.
2: Congratulations, folks. We just gave you guys a preview of the rest of 2020. Um, yeah,
0: right.
2: <laughs> yeah, All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, man, what do you got coming up on your side over there, man?
3: Uh, you know, it's you know as you know, it's a dead movie season. I think next week we're seeing Invisible Man, which I'm kind of excited for. I want to see kind of yeah, the boom take on this story. Yeah, I am too. Are you watching? You gonna go
2: see it? Yeah, I'm seeing it on Tuesday, so I'm kind of excited to see. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm like, you know, their Universal Monster stuff hasn't been really good, but this one I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want to see this one though. Yeah,
3: so. if you let Bloomhouse handle that Universal Monster stuff, I think I'm I feel mm-hmm. more excited about it. Uh, other than that, um, we have Emerald City Comic Con coming up next month. It's like in 19 days, and I'm trying to do some interviews. We have the cast of the Boys coming
2: here, and the cast oh, of Umbrella Academy. So, when, is, I want, when, to, when does that come back? When the boys come back? It's got to be. I don't. Soon. it got to be soon, yeah, because they, they announced it right at San Diego, and it came out right. right after soon. this. So it's got to be coming soon.
3: So so um, it's I'm trying to, you know, you know how it is when you're trying to get interview requests. You just sort of hurry up and wait and see what happens. So trying to do that kind of stuff and sort of taking some time off work to enjoy the con and relax and, you know be around a bunch of nerdy people for a few days so yeah that's about it man other than that man i am chilling bro trying to you know eat right and work out
0: cool
2: cool well um stay tuned we'll be back with another insanity tech next month um i am trying to get at least one maybe two more premium shows out so your premium member just stay tuned i know they've been coming in sparsely but like i said we've just been busy um but we're definitely gonna have a probably a, a spoiler review for the invisible man and then i'm trying to get uh, Ro and I have been. Uh, we actually got early press access to Hunters, which which uh, came out Friday on Amazon Prime. So we saw the first oh, yeah, five episodes already. It. Yeah, saw the first five episodes. I liked it. Uh, we're waiting to just see the last five. and We're gonna do a spoiler review for that, so that'll pop up on premium as well. So stay hey, tuned.
3: Real quick on Hunters, mm-hmm. I'm shocked at the way they're talking about the ways in which the U.S. helped Nazis, bruh bro. They
2: Transition. are, bruh, they and, are and
3: not, and they do it. They do in
2: a way that's like this actually
0: happened. Bro, like that commercial they do. This mm-hmm. is the
2: commercial they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dog. <laughs> no, it, you know, is, uh, so, so look, I, it was like it's, when I when I first saw the review, it was like sixty four percent of to me. I don't know what it's at now, but I kind of feel like maybe some people didn't like didn't like some of that aspect of it because I was like, now this shit is actually like it's it's not a real it's not a, like based on a true story type deal, but like that should actually happen, like. It you know they, go, they, they 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 go into it's, like you know like some fast. of the, so they go into Nazis Nazis and not NASA and all this other shit I'm like oh are we not pulling punches we really oh yeah. we really talking about this like- shit yeah, oh,
3: yeah. It was some small town
2: They are like, yeah it's- Oh, Alabama it Was it with Huntsville, Alabama? That Did you see that commercial? <laughs> Nigga, yeah, listen so That joint took me out, yo I, I was, it's, died It's
3: funny, but like, I'm like Yo, this is all true, though yeah. I know People are going to be like Oh, this is fictional No, this actually yeah, wasn't The it's, other part yeah. was when they were like How to spot a Nazi <laughs> right. That little black
2: girl was like White people White people <laughs> Like, uh, okay White people Well, not all white people White people Yo, yeah. this, like it's it's got this good
3: all mix white of all Nazis. He was like, no, but all Nazis are white people. And he, he was like, oh, he was just uh, like
2: right. he was like, well, mm, she's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> she got a point. She's got
3: a point. <laughs> I mean, she's got a point. Uh, it's smart, man. It, it's and it's violent, yeah. bro. I did not expect yeah. that level of violence.
2: Oh yeah, it is. It is very violent. Like I I said, I only saw the first five so far, but like I've really been enjoying it. It's it's like it's got a good mix of the funny, but then there's also some really serious, deep, like heavy shit in there as well. So um, yeah. yeah, they are not. They are not pulling punches. Like, this is def- – this, is this like to me, is, like, watching, like well, – it's not this way, but I, I like anything that's about killing or hurting Nazis. So, like, I'm all about Wolfenstein. So this, to me, is, like, you know, not Wolfenstein, the TV show, but still, I- I'll take it. Like, killing Nazis. Right, I'll right, right,
3: it. right. And it reminds me of Watchmen in a way where, like, these conversations about the ways in which America um, dabbles in racism openly and it seems to be okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. It it makes I can see it making some people uncomfortable, but I'm like, oh yeah, I already knew this. So this is just entertainment. This is just some truth in my entertainment. This isn't like taking me out of the story because mm-hmm. it seems so far from the truth. Like I know this is what what happened. I'm aware historically of how we get down as a country. So this is just confirming, you know, you're seeing it in your entertainment, which we never really see, right? We there's always this disconnect. We see all these war movies where it's like the US against the Nazis, and we came in World War II and we helped save the day and, and these brave soldiers, and they skip over like well, after that, <laughs> there was a race to the moon, and we decided to grab all these very smart German doctors, give them whole new lives in the US, even though they were horrific war criminals, and you know, put them in Huntsville, Alabama and other places in New York city and hide them (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we wanted to beat Russia.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it goes there. I was like, Oh, we really do. Oh, we, we doing that?" Okay. Yeah. I mean, even now, even down see. to the fact that, like, you have in some, you know, there's a pretty diverse team. You have the, you have Tiffany Boone, uh, is, is the black woman on the team. Like, it's, it's pretty good. Like, I've been enjoying it. I can't wait to finish the last five. So, um, yeah. And shout out to
3: her bouncing back after that issue. Yo, I, 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 yeah. Good for her.
2: Yeah. I never, I never, I never watched the show, I saw, but I knew about that. I didn't know it was her because I was watching yeah. her. I was like, I wonder who this is, Tiffany Boone She's actually like pretty. Then I saw the article come out about her talking about her time And I was like, oh, that's, Glad she bounced back. I was like, she left a shot, and then she's doing a TV show with Al Pacino. So, yeah.
0: and, and Logan
3: Lerman is good in it. He's one of right. my
0: favorite sort yeah. of
3: little indie actor dudes, man. And yeah. he's so, I, he sort of like disappeared for a couple of years. Yeah. So, like he did Perks of been a Wildflower and Wallflower, some other stuff, then he sort mm-hmm. of just like vanished. So it's good to see him back.
2: Yeah. So, I've been enjoying it. So, yeah. So, stay tuned for that on Premium, folks. And um, we'll be back soon. So, Again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Tim, thank you very much for joining me. And until next time, we are out of here.
0: Peace.